Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. A <laughs> couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey, you know what's weird? Wait, camera. Josh. Action, kind of. You know what's weird about today, Taylor? What's weird about today? It's Thursday, and we're recording. Well, that's kind of my fault, but it's fine. It, most things are your fault. That's when, not. We, when we have issues, you're the Here's cause the of most. No, I'm not using corny lines this time. Um, it's usually not your fault. this time. Not this time. Oh, okay. Is all I'm saying. Cool. So, Taylor, how was your week? Uh, pretty good. I mean, you know, I, I it was kind of busy on Tuesday, but other than that, is uh pretty pretty uneventful. Run of the mill. Yeah, it's a week before a long weekend. So I it's mean, like, my weekend starts tomorrow. I so mean, I'm well, also it. your week never really has a week off with what That's you do. True. That's true. Um, Josh, how was your it's, week? It's true. Uh, week was solid. I set up some nice business deals that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you did. Okay. There you did. That's right. And that's as far as we'll go. Yeah, that's all. Uh, business deals are always good. Um, you speaking know. of business deals. Speaking of business deals, uh, I got paid on Monday, Taylor. Did you? Do you know who I got paid by? I think uh, someone, well, Bet DSI. I got paid by Bet, Bet DSI, and that's because <laughs> Bet DSI has been paying winners for 20 years. They are the top rated on betting review sites. It gives you the chance to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash. It has the most friendly interface there is for users yes, and do. a great mobile site as well. They also ha- Bet DSI also has the fastest payouts in the industry. It's a simple concept, Taylor. You play, you win, and then you know what? You get paid. You get paid. Bet DSI offers betting options for everything. You can bet on MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, boxing, all major sports. 
you could bet on politics. Who wants to bet on the election? That's what would make it interesting for me because I don't give a shit about politics. Yeah, you and me but both, brother. Th- I'll be able to bet on them because I am never right on elections anyway, so I might as well try losing. <laughs> you have uh, a 50 50 shot of being wrong. Exactly. Um, but you can also bet on reality TV and esports. Like, yo, who's going to get voted off the island on Survivor this week? Who's going to get laid on Big Brother? Not Kalucci. Who- <laughs> um, who's and- the weakest link? Goodbye. That's not a reality show, it's a game show. Same thing. Um, and esports. So, literally, virtually everything you could do. You bet, could bet on OWL. All with, day, with Bet DSI, you could try live betting at Bet DSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish, mm-hmm. every play and every minute until the very end of the game. New members will get a 100% bonus match on their first deposit by using promo code YWIL. That's promo code YWIL. That's more than double your money to start winning right away. Right now, I, as I just said, I won some money on Deontay Wilder this weekend, and I recommend Bet DSI if you want to add some extra excitement to the sports, TV, and politics you love, or any other sports you may be watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com, sign up, and use promo code YWIL and get this limited time 100% bonus offer, plus a free $25 wager to test the waters. Don't miss out and go make some extra cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet it at Bet DSI. That is amazing, and I gotta be honest with you, dude. With those odds, with taking Deontay Wilder, that was actually that was the closest well, to a surefire I, thing I've ever I, seen. I took him to win within the first two rounds, which that, was well, the specific thing. That's what I'm saying. The, yeah. like, the stipulation is what yeah. makes it all worth it. Um, because so, his power is absurd, that, and that, I was that, like, hey, if I want to win yeah. some money, I can bet on this, and I could bet with Bet DSI. Just, just imagine that, how how good is Tyson Fury? Let's be real. Uh, so, guess what, bros and broads? What? Fudge and Finns hashtag Shots Flex podcast is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What time is that? 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't watch Saturday Night Live. It is garbage. It is your, trash. Your favorite booze-consuming podcast, or in Dan's words, cum-consuming, will be discussing <laughs> sports, video fudge games, consuming. and and, and fudge consuming video games and embarrassing drunken stories streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. That's right. Visit the links. No, don't no, do that. Don't. You can't visit links. Fudge, you send me these reads. You say visit the links when I'm reading something. You can't visit the links. This, if you want an idea what their show is like, go to these is, websites. It is uncontrolled chaos. Go to the yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's complete and utter mayhem. Chaos uh, is a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go to these websites. Don't visit the links. Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes Podcast. Mixture.com slash Shots for Likes. Or visit Shots for Likes Podcast on Come YouTube. For likes. Okay. And just don't be a cunt, dude. Just drink <laughs> drink with them and don't be a cunt, Dan. How about that? That's fair. Is it? Hey. Is it? Hey. Josh, you Hates said you, you, you closed some business deals this week. And if you're thinking about advertising, you know what you should do? What should I do? You should call Lobo Sound. And if you need a website for your new business, you know what you should do? Should I call Lobo Sound? You should call Lobo Sound because Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish have made Lobo Sound a fixture in Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound is not just limited to Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California, wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704. 
Say it again. I forgot. 244 9704. 9704. Or you can visit www.lobosound.com. Again, that is Mention you watch, I listen, and you will get a 10% discount. And again, visit lobosound.com or call 630 244. Nine seven zero four. You like? I thought you were just gonna read the number off. I was, and I forgot the. And thanks to the homies at Lobo Sound, um, they will be set. They set up our interview with the legendary Reverend Horton Heat, which will be coming up after our reviews from last week and our picks for this week. Yo, who do you think we had a better week than this week? I think we had a better week than people that signed a petition. That. <laughs> Those absolute wankers. We have, I don't like using British terms usually, <laughs> but go wank off somewhere else and leave me alone. Give them a right good bollocking. I, yeah, good bollock. Yeah, I, they can suck my bell end. <laughs> bell, bell end, end is one of my favorites. I, <laughs> Your it, bell end. In, um, that, that was so lame. Car crash, please. Uh, does he have it ready? Nope. No, definitely no, no. not. Josh the engineer is not prepared accordingly. Again. Yo, by the way, for, by the way, beat both Wait, of you here today. Do you to the like? Studio. Yeah, you beat me to my own house. I um, did. Do you like how? So Josh has the YouTube up, and it's my YouTube account. <laughs> and if you look at like the recommended is, it's Opie and Anthony, <laughs> Slipknot, Slipknot, Full House Lannister, <laughs> Kumia uh, on uh, oh, his impressions, okay. Slipknot, Louis C.K. Terror Flight Story on O and A, okay. The Rise of Skywalker first look. Um, KC on Howard, Wayne's World movie clip. Why is it the drum part? Patrice O'Neill and Mark Henry deadlifting. <laughs> so clearly, my YouTube is fucking weird. Oh, yeah, you, I, you, you can't read what Patrice O'Neill said right there. I, I don't eat sushi. Mm -hmm. uh, hard, uh, I can't say hard R, hard A at the end. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's get into our reviews and picks. Cool. Um, from last week, uh, I think I went first last week. Yes. Um, yes, because I did the double album uh, idea. So why don't you go first this week, Taylor? Tell us the movie, what you thought, and go. That's usually... And act. <laughs> Go. That's usually what we do here. Yeah. Uh, you gave me The Girl Next Door yeah, starring... Yeah, you weren't familiar with The Girl Next Door, right? I You remember I, the trailers, maybe? That was about it. Uh, yeah, you were so, pretty young when that came... I think I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, so I was about eighth grade. Yeah, something like okay. That. Um, so this is starring Emile Hirsch. This is way before Emile Hirsch became And Emile Eliza Kubert or something? Sure. Sure. Um, pretty blonde. This movie i was surprised at how much i liked it yeah, uh it was you. like it was charming it was a coming of age Funny. story there was some redemption there was a but a good a good antagonist in timothy oliphant yo how excellent was he timothy Olyph when he makes him smoke pcp <laughs> no he, he, he gives him the pills because he beats the shit out oh, that's of right him. it was, ex and, was then, and then he has to go and read the speech for his like <laughs> <laughs> he just starts laughing when the kid is like john fitzgerald kennedy said not ask not what you could do for your country and he just starts laughing dude he's, he's beat up he's got blood everywhere Dude. um but again it's a very very fun movie i was surprised at how much i liked it yeah this isn't usually about, my type of movie i was either. about a half hour in and i'm like hmm if i was in high school i would dig this yeah but then it it, it slowly starts well, to redeem it, it is an adult movie more or less no and it kind of is it, it doesn't get too slapsticky like a lot of those as much Thankfully, as i love as doesn't. much as i love like the american pie movies yeah. they're meant to be more raunchy and over the top yeah for sure and it could have very easily gone mm. that route it's, Steph about, Fleur, it's, about, Steph the, it's about the porn industry yeah. you know what i mean it's they, a realistic take on the porn it's a real well. I wouldn't say that much because there wasn't as much uh, human trafficking and STDs. But well, it was the a, it part. was a boxed in um, 
look behind the curtain peek behind the curtain it's a porn industry while humanizing the the main character that was the female i she she played the part very well and i mean it, it was very cute and it, it was very the the thing that the only gripe i have was that it's a little too okay saw that coming well this Happy is all I, this is all i am no no not even that that was actually that was the best part sure but With um, bob o'reilly no, playing was great <laughs> it was great. great no um like when uh like the emil hirsch and the, and the girl have their first fight and then she's like ah just like a silly little fight nothing big and she's like I'm so like that imagine a fight with your significant other like that and you're like I'm going to porn like that's like that's how kind of how that mind is I'm going to the police yeah. <laughs> but like, like that's kind of what that was and I, I get it there was something charming about well, you driving all the way to LA which tells me that it was based in LA or something in California because yeah, I sure. must have missed that yeah um, if you could drive to Vegas but um, the other thing I could say that usually like again I don't love these genre films per yeah, se same. but I'm not really that- I really like the scene when they're at the party and then there's got the the jocks tried taking her they, from him and I, he goes yeah. up and kisses her. I was like, that is well executed. It's it very was, simple. It was a badass. It was a badass moment for like it. It, it validated his character. Be, his becoming friends were like, hilarious in it. The uh, two friends, Clint. Yeah, Clint. You know, I, I love when they have when they have the two porn stars when they're filming the thing at the prom. And it's like uh, this is uh, I forget the one guy's name and it's like in Clint. Your name is Clint. Yeah, with a K. <laughs> yeah, with a K. And he was so the, smooth. And he's the one at the end getting it in, dude. And, and he's he was just sitting so there. He's wearing funny. a mask and he's just smiling. Yeah, he's wearing a fencing mask. I like. I the, love when they're practicing fencing. The two friends and he's telling about the girl and he oh i love you man definitely got inspiration from that like, I just, entirely just kicks the shit and out of each other i also like the little like um fantasy sequences he has like when he leaves school crashes and, dude, uh, and dude, the, the one part when he when the he, principal when he, catches them dude what when he fought when when he finds out she's a porn star and like she's sitting in the living room like looking at baby pictures with his mother and then like her father walks up and i've seen like, you naked and, and oh yeah like, what do you see in them and, and, it, and, it's, and he, he imagines like, his her dad's face his dad. and then starts making out with the mom and he's just sitting there drinking a glass of lemonade like this is normal yeah no it's um, um but the, the cast was really good yo, again but, tim oliphant ruled yo, it. by the way two out of three weeks raiden from annihilation shows up again <laughs> Dude, what can't that guy do <laughs> he's, in, he's the god of thunder he's a porn we're talking about this guy that looks like a bootleg James Woods. Steve Reamer. <laughs> he does look like a bootleg James Woods. Steve Reamer, dude. That's and, his name, and, the actor? Yeah, Steve Reamer. And I like how he's the the one from Annihilation, not the good Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> we're because, $500 sunglasses, asshole. Because uh, Raiden, Raiden got recast because the guy that played Raiden in the first one's like, that one sucks. The guy that looked like... Lambert, dude. Yeah. He, fucking Highlander. Yeah, that's dude, what I'm saying. Highlander rules, though. Yeah, but it, won, it won the but, Oscar for best movie ever made. So I, I was going to say, so out of the last three weeks, two more movies have Raiden and the one was a, a the one was a documentary about about Buckley and Vidal imagine somehow there's Raiden in the back in the middle he's, of that he's thing at going, the debate I don't think so yeah he, like, <laughs> uh, he goes listen here you <laughs> queer but I said that to Colucci this if I, week if I really have to rate if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> listen here you queer <laughs> it's funny every time you need to send I'm that gonna to suck me. you in your face so hard you'll stay <laughs> plastered you call me a crypto Nazi again <laughs> oh God! I wish we argued like that. So just like, yeah, like like you like you say eloquent things, and but <laughs> listen to you queer like that translated to today is just content. No, That's what or, that or means. it's just duty. duty. Like I just say duty and poop. <laughs> we call the shit poop. <laughs> but if I have to rate this movie, it's a seven out of ten because it's it's great 
And I love how it's, it's very it, rewatchable. You th- what I could say, as you well. think they're filming a porn, and it's really like a sex a, education, which I thought was an awesome touch, too. Dude, like uh, that's a, not a heel turn, but it's like, oh, okay, that's that's it's, different. Yeah, I love a, how the principal. Swerve, swerve is the I right love phrase. how the principal's looking at him like with his parents, and Kelly's sitting there like, oh, you sure you want us to see this? Blah blah blah. And he's like, it. and he looks, he's like, I'm appalled, but I think you got something, dude. Here. But I'll fuck Sh- the shit out of him when he just gave him drugs. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, and yeah. Then he gets to break into the house, and it's just this guy in a speedo, raiding in his speedo with right a bird on his shoulder with, 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 without his fucking without his rice paddy hat. yeah rice paddy hat cool so i'm glad you like that yeah, i figured fun. you would it's it's one that if you haven't i'm I, surprised at how much i like i've it. never met anyone that watched it and didn't have a good things to say which, which is amazing why it's so under the radar why emil hirsch doesn't do much anymore like it, what's it the last thing you up. saw him in uh, nothing into the recently. wild for me. Into the wild. Into the that wild. Was a long and, time ago. And the great la- soundtrack. The, the most uh, most underrated movie he was in, honestly, was Alpha Dog. He was great. Yeah, in that. he was really good. I hated Timberlake in it, but he was awesome in what it. What was the um? What? Uh, wrong. No, no, no. The, no. Uh, the wrong. Wrong. What was it called? Dogtown. The the skateboarders. Lords of Dogtown. Lords of yeah. Dogtown. Yeah, he was in that. Heath Ledger was awesome in Lords of Dogtown. Yeah, One of was. his most under might be his most underrated performance. That in a Night's yeah, Tale. Yeah, that is a, Heath Ledger. A, a, You're a right. Night's Tale. I don't care. A Night's Tale is Knight's awesome. Tale is great, dude. Mark Addy in that. Robert Baratheon. No, Ro- Mark Addy is great in everything dude. he's in. Even in the knockoff fucking Flintstones movie, v- uh, Viva <laughs> Rock Vegas. Oh, stop it. I was just watching the original Flintstones the other night. Actually, dude, it's a good movie. Yo, John Goodman's great. John in Goodman. It. Rosie's good in it. Yeah. Rick Moranis as Barney. Rubble. Yeah. The, the Halle Berry. Halle Berry's too. in it. Uh, the guy from Showgirls, which I'm probably the only person in this room has actually sat through Showgirls yeah, before. Probably. It's funny you call him the guy from Showgirls. I would have called him the guy Twin from Peaks. Twin Peaks. <laughs> he, dude, I remember when I caught Showgirls on like Showtime. At, was, that like, like, was that Fred's boss? That's the guy? Yes, yeah. the, the douche. Yeah. No, Mr. Slate's the real boss. <laughs> yeah. when, when, when they invented concrete. Dan <laughs> yeah, when they invented the concrete end. and he gets frozen. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I watched Showgirls when I was probably like nine or ten years old and I just discovered how cool boobs were. And <laughs> I was like, I would always wait till my parents I went to sleep and put on Skinamax at night for like G-string divas. <laughs> and then I saw this movie called uh, Striptease, not Striptease, Showgirls, with uh, the chick from Saved by the Bell. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> boobs. And I still do that at age 30. So not much has changed. I see boobs and I get excited. Facts. By the one way, of, we, one we, of our, one of uh, the very, one of the very good friends of the show, his main criteria oh, of say, movies Stelly. that he'll watch Yes. Are there boobs in it? Yeah, he literally. If a movie's a ten and there's no boobs there, in it, it's a six. There has been so many times where I've like if it's a I, six without boobs and there's boobs. It's an eleven. I, for I've been him. talking to Stelly and Stelly's like, oh, okay, just movie? give his name away. No, oh, I said Stelly. No one knows. No, we know is. you said Stelly, but in the context of the conversation, yeah, Stelly likes boobs. It's over now. <laughs> go <laughs> on, go on. I was like, I, I go, dude, you got to watch this movie. The first thing out of his mouth, there are boobs in it. I yeah. remember I was talking to him about like Stifler. Uh, and when we, yeah, all went to see, much, yeah. when we all went to see Dark Knight Rises, I was like, "Oh, you know, everybody's young. You should come." Oh, I don't really do superhero movies, dude. No boobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a close-up uh, of Anne Hathaway's ass in leather. All right, so now my album. You gave me Raekwon, only built for Cuban links, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. only uh, this album came out in 1995. Yeah. Um, I had heard some songs on it because I had an older brother that was a big Wu Tang fan. So, I of the Wu Tang clan. Talk to Growhow about this album because Growhow is like my go-to on rap. And if you look about halfway through, I stopped writing like my numbers because this album's a fucking perfect. It's a five out of five. Yep. This is legitimately one of the best rap albums I've ever heard. It's in my top five. And you've never listened to this prior. To Not that. the whole way through. Um and. Every song on, I didn't. Get, I didn't give a song lower than a four, and the fours were great. As well, four is yeah. obviously great, but there were so many fives on this from the first song to the last. And the thing I could take away from um, "Only Built for Cuban Links" the most is why I have such a disconnect with most modern rap. 
compared to this. And it's because it's this sound, day, dude. it sounded raw. It sounded gritty. Um, everything now it sounds so overproduced. Like there's no actual feel to the lyrics to match the sound. And then with this, for again, from start to finish, sounded authentic. It sounded like it was just dudes that had, they were brainstorming some ideas. Someone was freestyling well, and put some samples on it and shit. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where you got to remember that this is the height of the popularity of the Wu-Tang Clan. But this is this also time. the beginning of mafioso rap. This yep. did not exist before this album. Nope. Uh, this was the Dude, beginning of it. A lot of people, uh, again, when it comes to like the, as far as like the Wu-Tang Clan members and like being, uh, you know, separate. Ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> separate artists, they, get, they always bring the ruckus. Is yeah. that, as solo artists, the, even as solo artists, they are, it's hard to, t- like Method Man is one of the, oh, one of the greatest. Takal is in my top 10 all-time Dude, rap albums, you, without question. A lot of people overlook is uh, Inspected Deck, You oh, God, and Capadonna yeah. are incredible MCs. I, I don't know how this one slipped past me from start to finish, because I know my brother is a big Ray. I think you actually told us before you were the co-host, a Raekwon album you gave me to listen to, and that was awesome, too. Mm-hmm. His flow is great. The people, uh, Ghostface Killers tracks are awesome Ghostface on Killers it. Ghostface Killers ridiculous. Um, but literally, the songs I gave fives to, Knuckleheads, Knowledge God, Criminology, Incarcerated Scarfaces was my favorite. Uh, Rainy Days was great. Uh, Shark, Word I Can't Say, yes. a five. Uh-huh. Ice Water, a five. Heaven and Hell, a five. And I, like I said, I stopped just tracking them because... Because at that point, you already know what you're dude, listening to. We, so we literally have only had four days. Usually I start listening to the album on Monday yeah. and I finish it up on uh, Friday. And if I really like it, like the Wonder Years album, I'll keep listening to yeah, it. Right. I must have listened to this... Te- 10 to 20 times in a matter of the, this time. It, it's got easy re-listen value. Dude. It's it, it, it's not a hard listen at no, all. No, dude. And you pick up on different things every time you absolutely. listen to there's it. Absolutely. There's little samples. There's little just uh, the way they pick up the speed mm. in the middle of the song. I'll slow it down in the middle of the song. And the, and the other thing, too, especially because Only Built for Cuban Links is one of those is one of those albums where you look at it and you're like, hmm, this is actually great. But because Timeless. Raekwon is beca- is, was a part of the Wu-Tang Clan, or still is technically. Different standard. And look at the albums that came out around it. You're looking at Especially, like, listen, Jizz's Liquid Swords is a certified classic. No, yeah. I, I will argue that till the end of time. One thousand And they came out around the same time. So, technically, this album is a little overlooked. They, Real hip-hop heads will look I at this and say, this is the better of the Wu-Tang two. Wu-Tang entirely dominated hip-hop for a four- to six-year stretch. Easily. And I was talking to Growhow about this, and shout-out to Growhow. Again, he's my hip-hop. He's, he's um, also the biggest Wu-Tang fan you will ever so meet, seriously. I, I, he said to me, it's like, it sucked they only had a six-year run. And I was like, dude... The Beatles were only around for like six years. Mm-hmm. And look at the amount of music they released in that six years that is better than most of the stuff that's come out in the last 60 years. And that's why my, my problem with most rap is like now, outside of a few, Childish Gambino, Kendrick Lamar, uh, a lot of Kanye. Kanye does a very oh, good I, job of ca- capturing like the grittiness that doesn't sound overinflated and overproduced. I would take Kanye out now and I would replace him with Logic, but I can't take away what Kanye is. And I'm the opposite. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Right. And if you're talking, even if you don't like newer Kanye, his first I, run was oh, dude, the first co- four the, albums. The fucking college Dropout. Everything up until eight oh eight is amazing. And, I and then was, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy stands alone as a fucking Spotify yeah. And um so yeah, this this album, there's not a thing I would change on it. It is gonna be consistently in my circulation of albums now. Um this is on par with the Wonder Years. I would say it's the second best album you've given me on the show. Cool. Um so I don't have a single complaint. Stoked on it. Okay, so let's do our picks for this week Tonight. and then um our Reverend uh, Ray Horton interview. Uh, did I say Ray Horton? <laughs> yes, you did. Re- uh, Reverend Horton Heat. Why did I say Ray Horton, the boxer? <laughs> yeah, probably. That makes okay. sense. Um, so before I give you my pick, I'm going to give you two options here. Enough with the options. I'm going to give you... Enough with your You ratios. can pick either a really fucked up movie that'll like you'll be like, holy shit, I need to take a shower, where it's like you're, you'll never see anything like this, okay. or a drama. Oh, God. Because I'm leaning towards the fucked up, but I, I like drama movies too. Uh, come on, do you have a coin? Does anyone have a coin? We can okay. flip it. So h- how about how about we do it like this, Josh? You 
you you pick. You pick the, the genre you want me to watch. The, the fucked, the fucked up, up one. Okay. Okay. So this is a recent movie, and I think I texted you after I watched this because I literally was like, I need to take a shower, mm-hmm. and I really like this movie. Uh, it stars Matt Dillon, um, the, from There's Something About Mary, Pat Healy, not not what's his name's brother. <sighs> it's called The House That Jack Built. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So Josh, have you heard about this movie? No. So this movie. This is the movie you told me about that people walked out at con for. Yeah. Because it was it's that actually, fucking. I, I, just, by the way, I actually looked up. It's pronounced Ken. Stop grabbing that. I'm, I moved it. I'm sorry. Because I'm from fucking, here, um, I'm fucking so annoyed. It's actually pronounced Ken, the film festival. So it got great reviews at Ken, but a lot of uh, critics Ken, were there. Like Ken Boyle? Yes, like Ken Boyle. People were offended by it. So the whole concept of this movie is Matt Dillon plays a serial killer. Yeah, I know and it's the first it. movie I've ever seen where it actually goes into the psychology, maybe since Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, which is another great one with Michael Rooker, um, the psychology of a serial killer without humanizing or making him a, a sympathetic figure. It is dark. It is brutal. It is a very artistic, borderline pretentious movie. But what's his the, name? Alejandro. Was the I, no, I don't. I'm forgetting his name now. But he's made a lot of fucked up movies. You you Nymphomaniac. Um, that was the Phil, guy. Yeah. Um, He's done some really fucked up ones. But this one, the, the scene that really bothered everyone is he takes a is. he takes a family, a, a mother and her two children out on a picnic, and then he goes hunting. <laughs> with a sniper rifle. Yeah, I yeah, It's right. but the psychology angle of it and the way they dive into the psyche of this character, I've never seen anything like it. Um, this is the first time I'm legitimately like not happy about this well, at all. Well, look at it from a perspective of it, it as this isn't a movie you normally put on, but look at it from the perspective of being like an art house feature, which is supposed to be the psyche. It's specifically about the psyche of this character and how twisted he is and how he starts and it covers his entire Uma Thurman's in it. She, it wins last time you saw Uma Thurman in anything. Kill Bill. It, it's been more recent than that, but it, it's. Oh, I don't remember. But the the if a movie can make me feel like something like that, mm-hmm. like Hereditary, fucked with my head in a different way, where it actually made me feel anything, that means the art did its job. Hereditary is always going to be a one and done. I will always love it, but I've watched it like four times and I always feel like complete garbage after. I just can't. Um, I can't and do it. the House of Jack Bill, I've only watched once since it came out because I was like, oh my god. But I like a movie that can really fuck with my head yeah. like that. And okay. I'm hoping that you can open your horizons a little bit and look at it specifically as just an interpretation of what would go. How many movies you've ever seen where they have a serial killer being the central character not the one being investigated mm-hmm. and what is going through his head and his mind and how he got there i honestly can't think of one. exactly my well, point I, I had one until you said investigated because i yeah. watched the zach Efron Ted Bundy exactly movie. and it they weren't even with that one they weren't trying to they they almost, they almost did kind of paint him sympathetic and how people liked him there's nothing redeemable about matt dylan's character in this yeah right it, it's completely fucked up but i thought it it's was just, a, it's, like, it was, it's just like this is what he is it i found it fascinating because it really made me feel like oh, not sick I'll say but yeah. I, I felt like I texted Grow after and you I was like I need to take a shower yeah. but that tells me a movie did its job and it, it's, well, I mean I, it's a good thing I should watch the movie because I definitely have to take a shower yeah I mean that's normal for you that's though that's not true so the house that Jack built right is now. my pick for the week Okay, not happy about it. So if, if that's the jo- case, you gave it to Josh, and he's like, "Fuck your drama." He didn't even hesitate. Yeah, whatever. So I guess my whole thing for my album this week. Okay, thanks, Sorry. Josh. Boo, uh, Josh. Boo, Josh. For uh, for my album this week, uh, I've been going back and forth between. You're such sorry, a sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You I are a piece of garbage. I had to do it. I know. Um, I've been going back and forth as as far as what genre. It's to Kelly give Clarkson. You. No, okay. I actually watched forty. Since you've like been <laughs> let the boy uh, watch. <laughs> let the boy. <laughs> 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 I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> um, 
So, like I said, I've been going back and forth between what genre to give you. I've been going back and forth between either, like, real pop punk or, like, rock and roll or hip-hop or country. And I've been trying to rack my brain to find this album. And It's I, a I, small brain to rack. And... I don't even know why the fuck I'm even here. I'm supposed to go to the beach. Get the fuck out of here. Are they going to throw you back in? I'm going to give you... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm okay. sorry. No, I'm you're so- not fucking sorry. Wait, wait, you're here. Gonna- no, 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 no. Fuck you. No. Now- you're such a fucking piece of shit. You know what? No, I was going to be nice, and I was going to give you a nice fucking album, but no. Now I'm going to give you something. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly what I'm going to fucking give now you. Now I'm just going to keep going with it. No, Will it's fine. Will it be Krill? <laughs> sorry. That one was actually pretty funny. I'm sorry. That one was actually pretty I, funny. Dude, you know if I see, like, a chance, even if it's the most harsh thing, you should know this. He's a fake. <laughs> I'm not at fault here. You are. Yeah, I'm you're a victim blaming me. I'm having a great fucking time. <laughs> you're, you're, you're <laughs> you know, this is the first time doing the show. I actually have someplace better to fucking be. <laughs> you're getting panic at the disco pretty odd. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> at, what's it called? Panic at the disco? Pretty odd. It's their second album. It's, I had another pr- mean joke, but I'm not Screw gonna... you! You're fired! Yeah, Josh, when you catch a random right hook to your fucking gut... <laughs> that one was directed at, at, towards at the, him! The that Mastodon was towards me! Show. Well, listen, you have, you have to assume that I, you're both talking shit about me, so fuck both of you. <laughs> we talk shit about him all the time. That's yeah, true. dude. Yeah, he got called you. Yeah, oh, that was man. pretty bad. Because I look so much better than you. No. <laughs> Absolutely do. You got no sense of style. Get the fuck out of here. You got no style, style, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy all this happened to everyone but me. Every couple of weeks I wear a new shirt and you say, man, you you really wear the best shirts. You say that all the fucking time. He's wearing a good shirt right now. So am I. I'm, yeah, I'm wearing one of the shirts shirt? that you said. No, what shirt is that? Listen, listen, forever and always, your purple rain shirt will always Oh, yeah, supreme. that's a good it's one. Great, that's a good one. That's you what I'm wearing. You also have an sync shirt. I do. That's not wrong with that. That's fine. Well, I bought that specifically for your birthday party, though. That's a good reason. Then. Which birthday party? There yeah, was which, a few there was a few birthdays this year. Was uh, it the one here? The one here, yeah. Okay, when I didn't get carried to the bedroom, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, because that was a bad birthday. You should never birthday. drink scotch like that, dude. What's or, your deal? Or, well, I mean, you can drink scotch like that, but, but you the don't mix it with, with or the apple pie moonshine. Yeah, that was great. Or any other things I may have been doing. You know, it was great because I had to leave early that party, and then I got a text from Bob an hour later. It was like, everyone left because Dan died. <laughs> Yeah, I died that night. It's fine. It was a bad night. So yeah, no, but anyway, you're getting panic at the disco is pretty odd. I understand that there's a weird stigma around it, but this is way before they got real weird. I mean, it's there's a, nothing it, wrong with no, being gay these days, no, it, so I don't think it's a weird it's, stigma. It's a, it's a, it's a, no, listen, it's a very, it's a very be- uh, Beatles feel to it. Listen, just because dude, both you are closed-minded to music. Dude, I thought you up. were about to say a Beavis and Butthead sound to it. No, it's got a very Beatles feel to it. It's got like okay. a... It's, um, listen, I'm going to give it a chance. Think... think don't think Sergeant Pepper per se, but think of it in that realm of where it's just like a little more okay. out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, because honestly, with Panic at the Disco, the only stuff not, I really no know can, is the the, the original uh, the, stuff. No, the the radio songs. I know the that thank, the the why close the damn door. I know that, that. That's, hold I, the door. That's I, I write ten's not trash. That's the first. That's album. the only song I can tell you off the top of my head. And that song that that whoever that lead singer is that just did with Taylor Swift is horrendous. Have you heard that shit? Listen, I need you to just do me a favor and calm yourself down, Brandon. You're 
Jr. is a fantastic I'm not, vocalist. I'm not shitting on his voice. I'm shitting on the song. The song's not great. And the video is, oh my God. The landlord made me watch the dude, video, it looks dude. Like it, was, it looked like it had a budget of like $10. No, it looked like it had a budget of $10 million. It's apparently one of the most expensive music videos ever made. I it, it, dude, I was like, what is this? And it was so bad. It was just called me, right? And usually, yeah. And usually, like, I, got, like, I openly... Five, I got, like, 500 million clicks in like a day. I almost always openly admit that... Every Taylor Swift song gets stuck in my head. Even that terrible Look What You Did song, it was in my head for months after it came it's out. catchy. Every one of her singles. This yeah. one, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? I love Brandon And I'm, again, I'm sorry no. about that. I'm sorry about that mean joke. That was no, uncalled no, for. Listen, Brand- that was out of line. Honestly, Brandon Urie is actually, he's a fantastic no, he's a really, really, really good he's singer. He's so good. And I know you don't like Billy Joel, but like... <laughs> it, 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 it tells you something like when he like when they when they pick you to sing you know Big Shot by Billy Joel at his at, at his I, like you I know, can't knock Billy Joel as a singer or his career it's just I, I don't like show tunes no I understand yeah, that I'm just, not, I'm saying and that's like, kind of I know Panic and Disco is very much about the pageantry dude they do a cover of, of Bohemian Rhapsody that is absolutely incredible that's a tough live. song to it's cover it's so good dude alright and now we will go to our interview with the Reverend Horton Heat. And we'll see you guys in a minute. All right. So here we are. This is uh, Taylor and Dan from You Watch, I Listen on with Jim Heath, the Reverend Horton Heath. The Reverend. Jim, how we doing today, pal? Good, pretty good. Uh, thank you. Awesome, awesome. So listen, Jim, um, I, I just want to say it's it's an absolute honor to have you on the show and to talk to you today. Um. I have actually been listening to your band for quite some time, um, and I, I was you know looking up your band and doing some other things, and I, I realized I've actually heard your biggest hit, uh, which was actually Psycho Belly Psycho Belly Freak we, Out. We've, before. we've we've played your biggest hit on Guitar Hero too. We have, <laughs> and I was wondering where I heard it from. So I, I guess my question to you right now is how how <laughs> how did you get that how did you get that song on Guitar Hero too, and what was the thought process behind that song? Yeah, yeah, no, that was uh, very conscious. It was like one of those games. I guess they were they were the bottom of the barrel. They called up Reverend Horton Heath. I say I don't know. I don't know about the the bottom of the barrel. I would have to say it's the 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 top. The cream rises to the top, Jim. Yeah, there's certain songs on games like that would that would stand out more, and specifically because of the sound and your sound is unique especially in a field that you know I, i'm pretty sure you know i don't know if you want to bash anyone or anything specifically but a lot of the music sounds generic and you have a sound that stands out and is unique and that not many people can replicate or duplicate well that's very nice of you i think you thanks for the compliment because i you know it, it does mean a lot you know because uh you know, we try really hard. I try really hard, and so thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. Um, we try to keep it pretty high energy. You know, we, you know, we're pretty high energy. A lot, most of our songs are fast and. What. I was gonna say when when I was listening when I was listening to yeah when I was listening to your uh, to your stuff I got a lot of punk rock influence from it I got a lot of George Thorgood I got a lot of uh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters you cover so many different genres um, now is there one particular genre that you more or less lean to or like was there something that 
tickled your fancy growing up that you wanted to lean to specifically? Well, I focused, when I was a kid, I focused on blues. And that, okay. that, that led me to, to rock and being a guitar player, and then that led to rockabilly. And the 50s thing was kind of always there, though, and the rockabilly thing from my cousins and stuff like that. So, Like some Chuck Berry anyway, sound. I, 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 I identify as a rockabilly guy, but, like, but just turned up and more aggressive. Yeah, which so when we start doing that, then I throw. I just use rockabilly as a platform, and so if if some we we're practicing, we play some lick that sounds like a Spinal Tap chord, Spinal yeah. Tap song. <laughs> Absolutely. Then we say, "Wow, that's cool. Let's do it." Now, would you say the the writing we process? We can't do that lick. We don't say we don't can't do that lick because it's not rockabilly. Yeah, so would you would you say that like you, you guys in the writing process, you're taking influences from different types of music? Are there any bands or genres? I know you just referenced Spinal Tap and how you could pick up a sound like that, but in the writing and recording process, is there anything that you would personally, you know, be directly influenced by or something that you seek out to find influence? Well, you know, seeking out, you know, kind of because I, you know, I like I like new bands that are really good, and it's exciting to hear a new act that's really cool, and you know you fall in love with, and all that stuff. But that, 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 you know, for me, I just you know it's something you really got to try to do, and I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. Now, now you, you mentioned newer bands. What what newer bands are you listening to? Because I, you, uh, you you've been around like really since like. Say it again. I'm sorry. Okay. I like J.D. McPherson a lot, and, and, and I think he's really cool. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm a fan as well. He, yeah, but there, there's a, there's so many bands out there. That in the writing process, what happens to me a lot is that it, it just comes out of the blue. I'm, I'm out there listening to all these different bands live. I listen to all this listen to all this old old music and. You know, all of a sudden, stuff just hits my head. I, it's kind of out of the blue. It's kind of crazy, really. And well, then the grunt work happens. That has to happen to make it a song. You know, the grunt work is what it was. Well, you really got to forge a little, a cool idea into a finished song. Well, Absolutely. I was going to say, I mean, I think that's a big part of it is just being organic and having it come to you naturally. And I think that, that you could definitely tell from listening to your entire discography that... You know, it, it, this just this just came up out of nowhere, and you just sat. I'm gonna put this to paper, and I'm gonna see how it goes. And you know what? I think you, you did a hell of a job. You've been around, I think, what since 1986, I believe. I think he was born yeah, before '86. Yeah, Reverend Horton Heat started in '86. I was in other bands before that. Now, the other, the other thing I picked up. To mention, the other thing I picked up listening to your okay. music is. I feel like when uh, I, I tell me if I'm wrong here, but when you're writing and recording and arranging these songs, I feel like the 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 process is like let's make this you know, a fun experience for our listeners. That if they're at our show and when they're listening to us, that they're feeling like they're having a good time specifically. And I feel like your music would translate extremely well to your live performances. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Sometimes I think we come across better live because that's my art form. You know, the art form of music has really been only about recording for it's in technology. You know, sure. our best our best 
you know, so, you know, the, the playing live, it's kind of a whole different thing, you know, and so it's a whole different art form, you know, which involves making eye contact with the crowd. And, Stage presence. And, 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 and smiling at people and having a good time and getting a party started, as well as trying to, in the middle of all that, be somewhat proficient on playing guitar, bass, and drums. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, you know, it's so, a mix of being the, the entertainer, the performer, and making sure that you don't have a bad set. That's right, you know, and in a lot of our recordings, um, I kind of purposely made it where it's just the three of us, you know, and yeah. it's, it's not, we don't add a lot of stuff, you know, and I like adding stuff, and I, we have guest musicians, because it's just too great to not, or just too wrong to not have them, I guess, but, sure. but you know, I, yeah, I think that, um, you know, we, we've got we've got these people that are that are so great that join us and help us on albums. So basically, it's just us three, and and a lot of people they don't they don't they don't know that what that is all about. You know, if you go back to Led Zeppelin, you know, people say, "Oh, Led Zeppelin," that you know, well, Led Zeppelin had five guitar parts. On those yeah, yeah. I mean, the recording you know, process so is an entirely different animal. And our recording has guitar, bass, and drums, and that's it. Yeah. You know, then it, it kind of, it kind of, you know, people don't really know how to listen to a band like that much no, anymore. No, the, their, their ears are used to computer drums and five guitars. Thank you. And, yeah, that's you know, I, I, it's so, the, the the listeners been almost, you know, might be a mean thing to say, kind of dumbed down into what they're listening to. And they, Taylor and I love different. I mean, I grew up in a family of musicians. My father was uh, in bands for uh, from the time he was 10 years old up until he passed away he he was in a band that opened for ZZ Top at ZB, CBGB once so i grew up with like an ear for certain certain things yeah exactly so i was always around this stuff and there's certain things i pick up on and when i hear this digitized and not organic sound it kind of removes me from the music and the biggest thing i could say when listening to you guys is i can almost feel what you were writing and trying to put forth in your music well, that's very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, I uh, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. No, absolutely, Jim. Now, listen. Let me ask. Um, you actually just had an album come out last year, last December, actually. Um, now, as far as like as far as like the touring process and the writing process for that record, uh, how exactly did that go down in the studio? Were you more or less? Like just you know we gotta we gotta do this album. This is something we have to do. Or it's it's like you have ideas going into the studio. Did you have like a couple demos already uh, already established? Did you? Um, or was it stuff that you had maybe written years ago years and ago. just put to the side, and then you found the inspiration to finish it? Well, that's that's a really interesting question. Thank you for asking <laughs> that. Well, songs songs will kind of hit me out of the blue, and I'm always kind of looking around for that. And so I used to, you know, just remember it and then try to write it down and get a, write it on any kind of piece of paper I could find and sure. then keep that in my pocket for a few days till I, you know, that, but now it's all on my phone. <laughs> yeah, But anyway, absolutely. what I'll do is, and some of them will be just me singing into my phone, some of them will be a guitar riff or, or a little, something like that. And anyway, when it, then, and then a lot of it is a title. I like titles too. Okay, nice, yeah, because I guess the title can drive the idea of the song. 
so here's what I do. I got these titles, and I'll have a little thing where I'll just go, bah, 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 <laughs> The sound you have the sound in your head that you're trying to translate. What I'll do is I'll I'll get my amp and I'll crank up my amp really loud. Turn up to eleven. Not singing to a mic, just kind of sing, just catawall to myself. Like Marty McFly. It sounds really bad. It sounds really really terrible. But to me, I'm thinking, oh, this is a new song. This is I can, and so I, I start shaping and molding it and. You know, thinking about the arrange, arrangement ideas and then the solo and then all that stuff. And then eventually when I can play the whole thing pretty well through through the song, knowing where I'm going to go, what I do, then I'll introduce that to the band. Okay. And, yeah. You know, and so and we'll, I'll work, we'll spend a day working it up and recording a demo of it. And... Uh, in my little studio, but my, I was going to do this last record in all in my studio, though, because the record before this one was pretty much done. Well, it was it was done between here and a place called Modern Electric, and so on this album, I was just going to do it all here. Nothing better than the comfort of home. Right, and right when I started showing the songs to Jimbo and Scott Chirilla, Scott Chirilla quit the band. Okay, is there any particular reason why? Did, did it end uh, yeah. uh, on no, friendly terms? Yeah, or? I don't know the reason why. What? Did it end on friendly terms or just uh, creative differences? Uh, well, no, it, it was a little rough there when it ended, but you know, the thing is, it's just things are time, I love Scott, it's all okay, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, it's you, know, you spend so much time with one person. Staying with a person like me for about after about five years, you start to go, "Oh my God, am I going to be with this idiot for the rest of my life?" <laughs> That's true. My girlfriend's got two years left before she realizes I lost it. A lot of people that way. Yeah, I, I lost a lot of good people that way. Well, the creative. I feel like the the creative minds can be the no, the creative I, minds I, like I, yourself can be a little more abrasive at times. It's it's just your your the I, way your I, mind I, works. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm getting off track here. I'm just sorry. That, that's but, that, no no that's fine. No, that's it's all fine. we do. This is the, our show is like uh, picture Opie and Anthony on Adderall. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It, <laughs> We're very tangent based. Yeah, like I said, we're here just to hang out and bullshit and talk. Yeah, and, that's and the you, other know, thing. you you have such a an interesting story with such a wide career, the bands you've played, played with, with, and you know, again, such a, a unique sound. And um, especially having, especially going through so many different time periods of music, you've seen trends change, come and go. Especially specifically yeah. from the, the mid '80s through the '90s to the 2000s, you've seen a variety of different things. And I want to thank you for never releasing a hip hop or dubstep record as yeah. well. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you saying? Is there a chance? Oh, that's yeah. Funny. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna start rapping soon? Am I gonna start rapping soon? No, I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. I do have a song that's kind of an old style lounge swing vaudeville oh, okay. kind of thing called That Showbiz. Okay. No, that that's cool. Like I I, I think you you know the other thing with your your sound it can be very diverse as well. It's not limited to just one specific genre. And obviously, to last as long as you've have have you have to have a, a level of evolution to your music as well. You know, people bands and artists that stay stuck from when they started don't tend to fade away, and you've remained relevant, which is a testament to your musical ability, your creativity, and your ability to adapt. 
man, I like you. you you're really nice. I, I, like, I like hanging around with you. Because if you were here, you'd well, be having even more fun. But wait, like you said, you hang around someone for five years, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, you know, I have seen a lot. We've done a lot. I'm, I'm really lucky that we that I'm able to do this. And But, it's, you know, it's been a lot of hard work. You know, it's a lot of work and, and a lot of heartbreak, you know? Yeah. Sure. Well, I was going to say that that's, yeah. a, that's a big thing, too, that a lot of, you know, a lot of people that aren't in the business don't necessarily understand that, it, you know, it's a lot of touring. It's a lot of being away from your friends and family. And I think that's an aspect that a lot of people don't really appreciate when it comes to artists. Specifically, you know, I mean, it could be anyone. Yeah, anyone that's in a touring man, they do it not could, understand. It could be a musician. It could be a stand-up comedian. And it actor, doesn't matter. And the the people that come and go, the relationships you build and break, As it, an, it, it weighs on you. And, and and like Dan said earlier, it's definitely a testament yeah. to, to your durability. Listen, in all, in all honesty, i got to be honest with you here. Please. There's nothing. There's the world like being in a band. B.B. King would play 300 shows a year. You know, these actors are spoiled. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't have to leave their house for 300 days out of the year. But they tell us who we should vote for. You know, they go off and do their movie for a month and a half, and then they're home. I mean... Yeah. It, know, so we, we, we go do our tour for a month and a half, and then we come home for a month, and then we're gone for another month and a half. And it's, just, it's just a revolving door of like coming that. and going. It's crazy. It's crazy. Nah, I hear you. That's crazy, that's, especially the immortal BB King. Yeah, I mean that's you know it's a very similar schedule to like what pro wrestlers work. You're not home. You're seeing different people. You're sleeping in hotels. You're living out of a suitcase. You're, you're uh, the musicians are pretty much pro wrestlers in that sense. You're you're losing your hearing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think we're the pro wrestlers of the rockabilly world. Wh- which pro which pro wrestler would yeah, you guys be? Yeah, which pro be? wrestler? Rick Flair. Woo! Woo! That's I love it. See, I that's love see. It. At least you went with the greatest of all time for the reference there. So my uh, my respect for you just went up even more. I love it. <laughs> so, so so what do you guys have coming up? I know the new album just came out. Um, I actually work for a ticket company, and I did a little digging today, and it looks like starting on June eighth, you're going to be doing a tour, correct? Uh, yeah, June eighth we uh, we start out. I think it was Colorado. It's going to be a lot in Canada. Yeah, I saw that. I I could be wrong, but I think June 8th was in Colorado. Midwest somewhere, I feel like. Uh-huh. See? It's, yeah, see, like... the. That's, I, that's awesome. I mean, that's a great... Oh, actually, one of my friends from Co- that moved out to Colorado was just at my house before you called us, and I was chatting with him, and he, uh, he loves it out there. Everyone I know that's gone to Colorado comes back a much happier person. Yeah. I, I wonder why. <laughs> I couldn't imagine why. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, we, we, there's a lot of great cities there that have a lot of good music fans. And a bad football team? Fans. Shut up. So, um, yeah, so... Uh, that's awesome so Jim listen speaking of touring and since you've been basically around the world and back in the Reverend Horton heat who's 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 the one band that you went on tour with that you absolutely adored and if you want to what's the one band you went on tour with and that was a pain in the ass that was a real pain in the ass oh 
No, no, that's fine. That's why we said we gave you the option not to answer. That's fine. Listen, it's it's, fine. It's our job to ask the juicy questions. But (laughs) what what is a band that you like really, really enjoyed touring with? That they were fun. In our our early, in our in our early days, we did a long tour with the Cramps in America and Canada. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the band, the Cramps, they were very intense, and we learned a lot about showmanship from them and there's still certain aspects of what they do that we you know we're really nothing like the cramps no not at all I was going to say I, I know them and no not not most of the time but some of the time it's in there I mean it's, it's just coming kind of coming from the same era garage rockabilly and uh, so but, but it, they were super entertaining their lead singer Lux Intuitor was the most intense front man I've ever seen there's nobody else never see anything like it wow again. I'm gonna have to watch some videos he then the yeah, same. Yeah, they, they, he broke micro, a microphone stand every night <laughs> that's a lot of money one night, one night, he, banged, he banged the microphone stand into the stage so hard it made a hole in the stage wow that's, so that's Keith, cheap. Keith Moon's got nothing on him yeah right <laughs> he laid his mic down by the hole and then Sorry, ran life. over by us and then crawled under the stage and the next thing you know, the hand comes out of the hole. He's under the stage. <laughs> then he grabs the mic and starts to sing. He was just, just a wild, and he used to he used to break wine bottles and roll around and on broken glass. Is this Fear Factor? Up and it, he, he'd have, yeah, he'd have this this crazy, crazy like a, a latex onesie was really bizarre. <laughs> I keep those in my bedroom. Get and he's and Paul Gag. It was intense, man. I never, right. never anything like that. So, so if you can't, if you can't tell us the the, the band, if you if you're, you, I will say if you're uh, enough of a gentleman that you won't uh, dish on another band being a pain in the ass, which I respect. Yes, very which, much. Which which band pulled the most groupies? Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> right, you could say you could say me, of course. Yeah, I would, right. I would respect that as well. I would have to say the band that pulled the most groupies because of one particular person in general was Soundgarden. Oh yeah, what, was that Mr. Hmm. Cor- with Mr. Cornell? I wonder who it could I be. Mean, the, 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 the girls go crazy over Chris Cornell. Yeah, well, not anymore, but... Um, <laughs> That's not nice. All right, so, um, you know, th- I want to yeah, thank you. No, I, unfortunately, no. it was just the anniversary as well. No. And, well, you know, I actually, the day the day, the day he passed, um, in my office at work, I had a plastic spoon, and I drew a sad face on it for oh, spoon, spoon, Man. spoon Man, and it's still in my office hanging on my desk. That is really cool, And actually. I made a huge mistake. A couple, uh, It was only like four or five months before he passed. Uh, uh, Temple of the Dog played at Madison Square Garden and I don't remember what I was being a baby about but I decided to bail as Taylor knows I just get very um, yeah he, he goes to the sunken I, place I, I, I go I become a recluse sometimes and I just disappeared so my buddy took our other friend and it was supposed to be a great set and then of course he passed away a few months later and now I've learned if you have a chance to go to a concert don't do it because unfortunately with a, a lot of artists that are some of the most talented they're also the most troubled and, um, I was going to say, I had a very similar experience with Scott Weiland of yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, so there is one question we... Oh, I knew him too. I knew him too. But I got to tell you, Chris was a different person than Scott Weiland. Oh, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Cornell was a straight, 
he was a straight up guy. I don't believe he committed suicide. Really? What conspiracies? What do you think happened? Yeah, oh, I think somebody killed him. Really? You know that's Why is uh, that? there was another one. Um, some other time. Okay. He uh, was a straight up guy. Okay. Well, I was gonna I say something was up with that. Well, well I say the other thing too with Chris Cornell. What? what of course, I believe a lot of. Hey, I listen. I dive into the con- Dan, Dan here dives into the conspiracy theories more than Taylor does. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I'll say the other thing with Chris Cornell. The, what what made Chris Cornell so amazing was he, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame one time. He's on stage with with Green Day, a Beatle. He's on stage with all these rock legends and all have all these amazing voices. And above all else, Chris Cornell stands head over heels above the rest. Yeah. As far as an amazing I mean, voice. I always said with Temple of the Dog, there's very few people that can do a song with Eddie Vedder and sound more powerful than and Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Vedder. Yeah. Like, it's not, I, not an easy thing to do. And I don't like Pearl Jam. Yeah, but you can acknowledge Eddie Vedder's a great singer. Yes, absolutely. No, 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 wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. No, Chris Cornell blows him away. Oh, by a mile. No, abs- no we're green. That's, absolutely. What I, that's what I'm saying. Chris Cornell blows everybody away. Yeah. One of my... One of my one of my favorite albums I I would be inclined to and one of my favorite albums ever was the the Cornell uh, acoustic set where he was doing covers like Billie Jean and Mm -hmm. just uh, when he did the cover of uh, Nothing Compares to You 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 can't touch it he just had he had had power and soul and And he made it look so effortless too and he was a good guitarist too amazing Oh my goodness, Jim! It's absolutely amazing. The the no- anyway, so we have uh, we have two questions we ask every guest before we wrap up, and I'm going to ask you these questions now. Are you ready for them, Jim? Uh, all right, so the, we're, our, the show's called You Watch, I Listen. We're based in movies and music. And the first question is going to be, what is your favorite movie of all time? Uh-oh. Oh, my favorite movie of all time. It's never an easy question. It's never an easy question. Um, Spaceballs. Yes! yes that's just, awesome. It was just the anniversary of its release this week, too. That's so that's awesome, very Spaceballs. And, so, and the other question is, and this is a much harder one, especially being from, uh, you know, your industry and uh, the illustrious career you've had, is your favorite band and your favorite album by that band. Same so. Same so. so j- name name one of your own albums, man. You deserve it. <laughs> My favorite band. Ooh. It's never. Uh, oh, that's a hard. It's a really hard. One. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's never I easy. I guess I'm gonna have to say probably Elvis Presley. Okay. Okay. Album, Elvis Presley. Nice. That's that's a self title. That's Elvis a good. Presley, the album. That's one. That's one of the most influential. I'm miss, I'm, then I'm missing out. I'm missing out Jerry Lee Lewis and Little Richard. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah. You know, you're telling me my, my favorite. I, I mean, I, I think it's a safe bet with Elvis, but I mean, you can't go wrong with Little Richard or man. Jerry Lee really, Lewis. Jerry like, Lewis. Yeah. You're, you're naming some of the pi- like you know if you're talking the about pioneers Mount, of music. Mount Rushmore of influential influential people, and not just rock, but in music overall. You can't go wrong with any of those. With, with those three specifically. Yeah. And, uh, so, Jim, I, I really want to thank you again for giving yeah, us some Jim, time to chat with you. Yeah, Jim, thank you so much, man. Um, good luck on the upcoming tour. That's, again, the Reverend Horton Heat. You can check him out. Um, and hey, Listen, Jim, you ever find yourself in New Jersey, you let us know and we'll be there. I'll yeah, start we'll, a mosh pit, we'll, dude. We'll, yeah, we'll start a mosh pit. I'll work security. <laughs> oh, okay, great. 
Right. Serious, I'm good at starting circle pits. Ask Dan. Y'all are so nice. Thanks for the kind words. No, oh, absolutely. Listen, it was... Yeah, absolutely. Listen, it was again. It was an absolute honor to speak to you, sir. Thank you so much. All right, Jim. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Have a great night. All right. Bye bye. Later. And that was the Reverend Horton. He got to thank him again. That for was obvious. awesome. Jim, uh, Jim, giving us some time, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And make sure you go check them out if they're coming to a city near you. And you can check that out on selectedticket.com promo code YWIL. Oh, look at that! You're yeah, gutless plug always. And we are back. And again, thank you to the Reverend Horton Heat. Horton Heat. I don't know why. I the whole interview. I'm fine. And then <laughs> exactly right. Right now, you can't get it. Yeah, I'm a real piece of shit. Um, okay, so guys, we had a uh, finale this week, a yes, controversial we finale. Ah, uh, controversial. Sure. sure. Um, and uh, okay, so Game of Thrones finale uh, episode was called "The Iron Throne." Iron Throne went bye bye, but there is still a king. Uh, Bran the Night King. Bran the, Bran the Broken. The best part was Sansa telling everyone that her brother had limp dick. That was <laughs> yeah, the best. Yeah, just like, like literally he can't no fuck. One. She should have just yelled that. Yeah, like, what, like what's your deal, dude? Why you gotta blow, blow up a spot like that? Yeah. What's um, the problem? So, first and foremost, Taylor, what did you think of the finale and the final season as a whole? Um, The final season overall isn't terrible. Uh, is, I didn't think it was terrible, but... Is it is it weak? Yes. Okay, so it's weak in comparison to what we got previously. Well, also seasons, honestly, seasons three through, well, two through six are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, two through five specifically are incredible. But uh, I would have to say as far as the overall, like, uh, listen, it's going to get beaten to the ground till the end of time. It's going to be a debated finale and final season till the end of time, yeah. The one thing I don't mind is at the end end, when everyone's like... The anals of man. When (laughs) everyone... King of the Anals. Yeah, King of the Anal. (laughs) But, like, like at the end, so now, like, Bran's the king, everything's decided, Mm -hmm. it is decided that that John's going to the Night's Watch to do what? Quote, unquote, Night's Watch. But the whole point is, I like the feeling of, all right, now we gotta get back to real life. Now we have to rebuild the kingdom. I did like that when they were, like, having that little council scene. I also love Bran, just couldn't help himself. Brothels! But we we, we need a a navy. But I want brothels! The the, the banter was really funny. Um, You know, I... So and it, there, I, there was a funny little thing too in there. So when when Sam, first of all, is very Lord of the Rings. A Sam's of, a cunt. A song, no, a song of ice and fire. Oh, a, a Hobbit's tale by Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, it was it's very, very whatever. Well, very Tolkien esque. But the ver- but the big thing I liked too was that there's a little callback when um, Varys is talking to Tyrion after the Battle of Blackwater and says, "You'll never write about you. You'll yeah, never absolutely. hear about it you." It was exactly a callback. And then to the, that. and then the second he goes, "What do they say about me?" It's like they don't mention. You. Yeah, it doesn't get mentioned. The book looked like it had seven thousand pages. And there could be a book of Tyrion, yeah. chapter one, verse three, other like w- nothing. Make, w- the, make the piece paragraph the size of him. Like, That's, come on, all right, it's three pages. <laughs> you must be this tall to have this many yeah, paragraphs. Exactly. That's um, so mean. So, so no, but he's the, gross. The, the, the other thing I like too, honestly, I like another callback to when Joffrey's reading a book about all the um, all the the knights, the, the knights guard or whatever, and like all their accomplishments. Sure. Sir James Lannister, this, 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 and Brienne like, finishing it. And Brienne finishing that was it cool. That was uh, nice. So I can't say I hated. And Podrick the- being a knight. Yeah, that was the cool. greatest part of the whole fucking episode. Glanced over, kinda. It's just like, hey, he's there in his armor. Cool. Yeah, but still, I love Podrick. Uh, but no, dude. his his gimmick is I just push Wheelie Boy around. That's all they gave him. Like he's like, yeah, oh, you did it too. You're a knight, but you just have to push shithead around. Um, so I like the final season. Um, I I think the reason I wasn't as, uh, as shit, I'm not shitting on it like everyone else is because. I didn't really like last season that much. I didn't hate it by any means. But I think last season, again, I've told you this several times. I remember three things. You just told me an hour ago. Arya in the beginning. 
okay. uh, Littlefinger getting killed and the dragon in the wall at the end. Which was great. That, that's it. And I think that may have lowered the expectations for me a little bit, which is beneficial for my viewing, obviously. The, you know, if, if I think everyone's expectations were just so high. I absolutely agree with the whole rush thing. They kind of had to be rushed. I mean, we knew, we knew it was point? six episodes. What were people expecting? I... It, the thing that was six two-hour episodes, it's one thing, but it wasn't. The thing that bums me out is because, like, the, the, there were times throughout the final season where they set stuff up beautifully. That if they had more time, it could have developed no into, real payoff. Exactly, it kind of it should have developed into better storylines. It was there. My, the foundation for was sure, there, for sure. And it bummed me out. And um, Josh, being the biggest Game of Thrones fan, uh, yeah, what are your true. thoughts on the finale and the final season? Uh, final season is definitely uh, one of the weaker seasons. Yeah. I would say. Uh, from a storytelling standpoint, absolutely. because they didn't have the time to tell the story. From a storytelling standpoint, you could probably say it's the weakest, I yeah. think, yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. Not as much time to put detail in. Um, but, you know, as far as what you come to expect from Game of Thrones, the set pieces were amazing. Uh, the cinematography was The shot of the dragon's insane. wings on Daenerys, were, um, that was you know, a great shot. We talked shot. about the score last week, so we know my thoughts on that. Yeah. And, uh, Ramjin Zabanga. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as the ending goes... Um, Saw it coming. Uh, no, it's not, not necessarily. I saw it coming um, within like the last couple of episodes. After but, episode like, four, I was set on brand. the season, you should have put money uh, on If you told me that John being Aegon Targaryen would amount to nothing more than just being a plot device, yeah. I would have said, nah, come on. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, there's, that's, no, that's, there's no way to, there's no I'm reason def- why you would build something like that no, up I'm over the entire that's, that's a bigger sticking point that, that, that people should have rather than Daenerys' heel turn. Yeah. That made a hundred times more sense than him being a Targaryen just being like uh, a plot point for four episodes and it's like, oh, you gotta go do So I, I have a bit of a theory on that. Uh, what? Um, so... Th- one of the biggest things from book to show is that there's not enough room in the show. Fuck you. Boring. There's Gone. not enough room in the show for all the characters in the books, right? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. my theory is that John is really dead in the books. Yeah. Um, because there is an Aegon Targaryen. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean he's really dead in the books? I'm I. The last thing that happens in the, bo- in the, in the books the book, when they end the is he's getting very, stabbed. Very, very yeah, yeah, last thing that happens yeah. is him getting stabbed. The end of season five. I think that's it. I think that Jon Snow is dead in the books. That would make sense. Uh, that, because that's actually, okay, so this is a book theory more than a television show yeah. theory, but it would play into they, why the... Yeah, I yeah. think that they brought him back to be Aegon Targaryen okay. um, because they don't have the Aegon Targaryen character fair, fair. from good the books. Good point. That's fair a good enough. point. Uh, yeah. I mean, if that's true, then it also trashes the... Uh, the John being uh, Liana and Rhaegar's son theory mm-hmm. from the books, which hasn't been proven yet. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that guy's going to die be before the book comes I could be out. Wrong. I could be 100% wrong. Either way. But either way. Probably will. Um, the, biggest, the other big complaint I've gotten from people is about all the, the prophecies that didn't come true. And yeah. the, one that, the one that annoys me the most is the people that's saying the whole um, Melisandre theory uh, brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes. Yeah, it didn't be. It, it's anyone. How many people has Arya Stark killed? Well, they didn't become individual people until she said well, that about the Night King. Well, I mean, and all the people like, oh, it's clearly about just three people. People. Well, yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, I mean, it, once you say brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes, I mean, you enunciated the blue eyes for the Night King. Brown eyes, no one knew it was Walder Frey until it showed up on social media. But did it, but, but exactly, people just made it that point. It's like, well, that's, that's, I mean, that's listen, the, I, I drank the Kool-Aid too. Sure, I, I you said, said Sansa. I said, I said Sansa, sure. and then it, I thought it was going to be Danny. But, there, but, I mean, the the prophecies about the um the prince or whatever that she always talked about. Yeah, right. But my whole thought on the, the Lord of Light and all, there's like, what, how many lords in the Game of Thrones well, universe? So, so, so 
technically it's uh, it's uh, set the seven gods, seven hells. Okay, so my whole theory whole on that is, I think Melisandre was just a witch. We know witches exist in this universe, right? Witch. And people are like, well, how was she able to summon fire? She's a fucking witch. She brought a guy back from the dead. Like it, she she burned a child, which is like number one in witchcraft. She's just a fucking witch. Stop looking into these prophecies so much, you fucking assholes. If she weighs as much as a duck. <laughs> yeah, she's shut made up. of wood. <laughs> shut up. And therefore a witch. Witch. Sorry, my um, Python. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, it's... Listen, it, it, the question is now, obviously, where Game of Thrones' legacy stands in the, the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. um, it's completely changed the television epic entirely. Yeah, for sure. And everything that's going to come after this is going to be trying to duplicate, replicate, and top it. Very difficult to do. Yeah. Not not impossible, obviously. No. You know, no one thought anyone would come close to The Sopranos and then Breaking Bad and Mad Men came along, and those are very similar type series. So, it, the now a lot of people, this last season is going to completely shit on the show for them. Kind of like the season finale of Westworld season two ruined the whole show for me. As good as season three looks, which I'm still going to give it a shot because I'm trying to be open-minded. But... I don't. It doesn't ruin it for me, but I also set my expectations in a certain place, and I'm also not a huge. I'm not a fanboy about it. Like, yeah, right. I don't read as much into the stuff. I, I I will say you're very much more divisive and down the middle with shit like this. As yeah, it's the, the only thing I see you drinking the Kool Aid with is Star Wars. Is absolutely, that much. and I openly admit. But I'm saying, but it's not even that much. Yeah, and the, the fanboys like that don't want to admit they're just fanboy you're, because they didn't get their way. It's crazy. You're far enough removed where you could be critical and still love it all at the same sure, time. Sure, sure. Um, now there were a couple funny things that came out of all this Game of Thrones stuff, and then we're gonna do our top ten shows. Um, there's counseling set up, counselors set up for people that are upset about Game of Thrones ending. They actually oh have yeah. That's my point. Get, get over. That's yourself. my point. All the people that are this angry about it are that close to having counseling because they're that angry. People I know that they're like, I'd never sign a petition like that. Are now signing that stupid petition. It's a fucking show. As I'm with me, lesbian seagull. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Beavis and Butter to America. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, there's counselors set up. Now, another thing that I, I caught, I, I just saw today. Uh, did you see the season one poster that's been circulating again on social media, Josh? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, the poster for season one of Game of Thrones. It's Ned Stark on the Iron Throne hunched over, and there is a three-eyed raven sitting on the Iron Throne next to him. Is it three-eyed? I only... I didn't, I mean, I, I didn't zoom in I on I don't it. know. I'm assuming at a minimum it's supposed to be some type of representation. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I fully it's, believe the writers had their end game from the beginning. They oh, knew yeah, where it was a, all it, going. Well, the reason why they even got the go-ahead is because they knew... Like, yeah, they like, had they, an they, end game. Like they knew who they John's parents they were. They also didn't do a lost thing where they were just making it up as they went. They had an end game in sight um, so I thought that was kind of cool and again I, I like the show and now we're going to do something fun I'm actually excited about this our top 10 TV shows of all time um, you guys made your list? yes um, and uh, so first why don't we start with the honorable mentions um, I have a bunch uh, my honorable mentions go to Rome, Carnival, Stranger Things, The OA, Hannibal, Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, The Shield, Ozark, Secession, Barry, The Wonder Years, uh, Freaks and Geeks, and The Haunting of Hill House. A couple of those are still running, obviously. Only one season on shows like uh, Secession and um, The Haunting Succession of Hill House. Secession is an excellent Secession show. Secession is incredible. Yeah. Um, so do you have any honorable mentions that you didn't make your top ten? Not necessarily, and also because I'm not going to lie, I completely forgot to do it. I had a crazy week. I'm I sorry. texted you about this yesterday. Not, you twat. I've had a lot of All right, so you got to come up with 10 shows yes, on the fly. I, I Josh, apologize. do you have honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I have a couple. Okay. Uh, so a lot of the newer Netflix shows, uh, Stranger Things, The OA, uh, Black Mirror, um, and uh, Better Call Saul. Okay, cool, cool. Um, okay, so why don't, why don't me to start with uh, number 10? 
Now, you, now, real quick, we're talking about our personal favorite. Yes, remember, okay, no comedy. No, I didn't, no I didn't, comedy. Uh, no, that's I didn't right. rank uh, because okay. it's hard for me to rank. All right, so. then that's I, be the I, same I did thing. ranking, so I guess you guys just name them. I'll start. My number ten is True Detective, um, and it's mostly obviously season two is a disaster, mm. but season one is to this day one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen in my life, and season three was phenomenal as well. It's still not as good as season one, but um, Mahershala Ali. There I got we go. Finally, Mahershala Ali was incredible. Stephen Dorff was incredible in it uh just a truly phenomenal follow-up season that is a worthy successor to the first so my number 10 is true detective taylor hit me with one of your first top 10 shows stranger things stranger things fair because uh, i absolutely love stranger things it's one of those shows where i was watching and i'm like i don't know if this is for me i remember i started watching it things, you started watching it with me and the landlord and the second I, like i don't remember what point that it caught me but i it was pulls like you in complete dude, charm I know what it, and here's the thing here's how i know it's good like my girlfriend and i we have very different very like opinions when it comes to this type of entertainment if i if if she likes it, that tells me yours that, sucks and hers that, are good. That, like, like we both, I know, like I, I get you know what, what I mean. That's the same thing and, with me and the land. And that's, yeah. that tells me that Stranger Things can transcend. And anything, that was in my honorable mentions because I do love it. I absolutely love Josh, Stranger give me your things. first show. Okay, uh, so my, my list is going to be all over the place. One of my choices may piss you off. Okay, let me hear. Um, I'm but sure I'm gonna something s- will. I'm, yeah. So I'm going to start with uh, you know I'm going to try to rank them as I go along. Okay. So this one is. Uh, um, it, this show was kind of the first and last of its kind. Okay. Uh, it trailed off in the later seasons. Gullah Gullah Island. Absolutely. <laughs> it trailed off in the later seasons, but it started it's out really strong, and then it got uh, up to its sixth season, and then it started to get like really... Uh, Are you talking about Dexter? No, I'm talking about 24. <laughs> okay, 24. Um, Jack Bauer. Yeah, no, 24 is an iconic show. I was never a huge fan of it, but... Uh, its significance yeah. and popularity were next was, level. Was, that, was never my thing. I, no, I, I, I never was, get it. You know, it, it blended. I love Kiefer. You know, um, so it's hard to follow, Kiefer. right? Like if 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 you so binge watching, especially that's a hard fucking show to to binge sure. watch because there are so many episodes. How many seasons? Um, How many episodes every season? Twenty four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. That's my point. Twenty four one hour episodes, Does he ever and in sleep? some and in some cases. Um, you know there will be like you know there will be like a like twenty three episodes, yeah. but one of the episodes will be two hours yeah, long. Yeah, sure. Um, you know the later season, season six got like really, really heavy handed with the uh, uh, Islamic terrorism. Oh, um, okay, that's not unrealistic. But season one, two, three, four, and Yo, five are among some of the if greatest. I, was gonna wa- I watched the first season and I didn't dislike it. Mm-hmm. I just it was nothing I ever went back and watched. If you ever have the time, and even if you spread it out over a couple of weeks or a month or two. Watch the fifth season. Can I possibly season? watch one episode from season three and then just one episode from season five? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't know what the fuck's going on. I'm going to make my own 24 hours out of each season. Season five <laughs> is the uh, regarded as the best uh, season okay. of the show because the bad guy turns out to be the president at the end. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Deep yeah. state? Yeah. No, seriously, it is <laughs> okay. some deep state shit. And uh, it, like how they get there, how they get there over the course of the season, like it blows your mind. Okay. Because you have a hard time pulling it out of nowhere. I can't knock 24. It's it's yeah. It stands alone in, in television history, so I can't knock that. All right, my number nine is Game of Thrones. Uh, obviously, we just talked about it. Um, again, this is, uh, I, outside of Lord of the Rings, I don't love the fantasy genre. Uh, some of my least favorite things on Game of Thrones involve the dragons and amazingly enough being a zombie fan a lot of the White Walker stuff before the long night I really didn't give a shit about but um, the writing in a lot, most cases the cinematography is second to none some of the best I've seen in television and film the acting besides Kit Harington and Amelia Clark is sensational specifically Peter Dinklage and uh, Cersei unbelievable so Game of Thrones is my number nine 
Uh, give me okay. another one, Taylor. Another one. I'm gonna give you the Blacklist with James okay. Spader. I I respect the Blacklist because I love James Spader. It's also um, it's, the first season was awesome of it, the Blacklist. It's it's an interesting show, and I, I like the whole dynamic where very it's a guy new, from cool the, concept from the FBI's top ten most wanted list, feeding information sure. to find other wanted criminals. And sure. I think that's really cool. And they have she ha- he has good rapport with I forget her name, but the 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 the, yeah. the, the woman yep. detective. The first I watched the first season and I really liked it. It's fine, um, but I like Spader a lot. Yeah, he's All right. great. Josh, give me another. Ruined him in old. Uh, so I'll go with my number nine pick, The Walking Dead. Okay. Um, Lost me, dude. Lost me early. It didn't even make my honorable mentions, and maybe it should have because I'm still watching it. And maybe I'm just discrediting how good the early seasons were Mm -hmm. because of before this past season, the two, three before, incredibly forgettable. Yeah. Um, Despite being some really high points in random episodes and random seasons. um, But again, The Walking Dead is um, it's a cultural phenomenon. Like people are like, oh, look at at their ratings, and it's still number one in its demographic and its time slot every single week. Like they're like its ratings are that twenty three percent. It was even after fifty percent above anyone else. Even even after Andrew Lincoln was written off the show this past season. Yeah, like it still did. It still did. Yeah, it still well. This past season pulled me back in. Like, um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Just dude, when like, I thought I was out. They pulled they me pull back in. Me A back true enemy in. is yet to reveal himself. <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm not going to lie. It lost me. They lost me after Terminus. I was over it after that. Yeah, that's kind of when it got iffy. They made Negan as great as Jeffrey Dean Morgan is with the writing he's given. Um, They made him too cartoonish. But this season kind of brought back the human element of it. Right. And specifically... Was that everything the, with the Whispers? Yes. The, yeah. Specifically, the second to last episode of this season might be the best episode of the show ever, Josh. I think you'd agree. Kind of oh, like their yeah. Red Wedding I mean, episode. The words why I even know about the Whispers is because in the, the Telltale series game, they yeah, finally made correct. the last one. They brought the Whispers correct. in. So, it's pretty so cool. uh, your number nine is... Is the Walking Dead. My number eight was one of Josh's honorably mentioned. It's Better Call Saul. Um, I love Better Call Saul. I was, I was when I finally caught up with it. I was so bummed I wasn't keeping up with it as it was happening. I will go on record right now and say the first two seasons of Better Call Saul are better than the first two seasons of Breaking Bad. I don't care what anyone says. The writing is better. Um, the acting is now, better. Now that you say that, the first two seasons of Breaking Dude, Bad, it takes a little bit to it, get going. It they're does. so great. It's not no, a knock against no, Breaking Bad. No, it's more I know, highlighting how good Better Call Saul. No, is I, 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 I'm agreeing with you because I've seen a little bit of Better. Call Saul. It, it's quicker. Dude, it's the it, first it's, season. Of Breaking it's a completely Bad takes different a show, but it, both shows are true character studies because they're showing the evolution of a character from being a moral ca- character to immoral. And but it's obviously in different elements entirely. And because of that, the writing on Better Call Saul needs to be completely different because it's a different type of intensity. Uh, the storyline with his brother on the show, the way it ends. I was so uncomfortable and I felt so sad when that happened for being a character that I hated. Yeah, right. Seeing him just disintegrate to what he was, uh, Chuck was incredible. Okay. Josh, your number eight. Uh, my number eight. This is the one I think is going to piss you okay. off. Okay. Uh, so, despite the last season and the ending, uh, my number eight show is Lost. Okay. I, I'm not, it's not going to piss me off. I don't love Lost. Um, early on, Lost was great. And then, again, this is where it bothers me. The, the writers have admitted, we didn't know where we were going. We were just making it up as we went. And you could clearly see that as the show progresses. I do think the ending gets too much shit because of what the story was actually about. It made a lot of sense. But it also, Matthew Fox sucks. I'm sorry. Matthew, you want to know what's interesting about Matthew Fox? I don't know who that is. He's the main character on Lost. I've never watched um, Lost. Do you want to know, do you want to know inter- something interesting about Matthew Fox? My sure. father hated it. Absolutely so nothing. <laughs> he's adult. What has he been in since then besides We Are Marshall? Yo, I wish he was on that plane with Marshall because he sucks. He sucks shit. Was it, wait, he, he's he the was, coach. 
No, McConaughey's a coach. He's the excuse me, assistant oh, coach, and we are Marshall. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I can't share in Lost. It, that's another one that was huge. It, it's personal preference. I have a lot of friends that I respect that love Lost, so I can't shit on it entirely. Okay. All right, my number seven. Hey, you skipped me, asshole. I did. I thought it. Oh, sorry. I thought you just said. Uh, no. So, but oh, you, I went you, right to Josh. I yeah, thought I went to. Right okay, to go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to talk about the newsroom. Um, okay, fair. Great show. I absolutely love the newsroom, even though a lot of people don't like Aaron Sorkin, and I completely understand yeah, why. He's kind of twatty, but, but there, but there, there are a few people that could write dialogue like Aaron Sorkin, mm-hmm. and it's just the, there's no loss. Uh, there's no loss in between characters talking to each other and I mean the last season does get kind of like wrapped up in love stories which kind of stinks but when they get into the live coverage of like Deepwater Horizon yeah. or even um, Terrible movie. When, when they killed Osama Bin Laden and all that stuff like real life events it's fantastic. Cool, it's cool seeing a newsroom work obviously and Jeff know, Daniels is incredible on it. Dude the incredible. fact that Jeff Daniels won the uh, the best actor at the Golden Globe yes. which is over Brian Cranston yeah. that, for Breaking Bad. Absolutely. That's, that tells you everything you need New, to know Newsroom is excellent. It's awesome. Alright my number seven the very first hbo drama oz uh oz is Oz's incredible good. it's a little dated if you go and watch it now but jk simmons on oz is one of the most ruthless vi- like if you thought he was fucked up in whiplash well, you told that you that's the first thing i when i i watched whiplash and you go dude watch Oz. Oz is incredible. Um, Again, the early seasons are a little dated, but where it goes, it pulls no punches. There's a lot of stuff they would not get away with now. Um, But Schillinger on uh, Oz is one of my favorite TV villains ever. Mm -hmm. I can't stress enough just how good Oz is. And frankly, I was surprised it was only at number seven for me. All right, give me your your next, Taylor. Okay, so... uh I, I, am I allowed to do a miniseries? Is that okay? Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I left them off, but because you're you're scrambling now? Yes. Well, yes. I'm, I'm not really I'm, scrambling, but... Go ahead, do a mini, give me a miniseries. Band of Brothers. Fuck okay. yes. Band, uh, okay, Band of Brothers. Band, absolutely Band, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. There are a few TV series, miniseries, anything that is so rewatchable. I've been, For sure. I've been watching Band of Brothers. I, I watch The television it, equivalent to Saving Private Ryan. I watch it once a year. And I watch it once a year, every single time, and it's always fucking amazing. Yeah, no, dude. it's aged wonderfully. Damian Lewis as Richard Winters is one of the most memorable characters in TV history. Immemorable or memorable? No, memorable. I think you said immemorable. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. No, I said memorable. But but I, but I will say like, too, I might it's just memorable. it also it also like it piques your interest, so you learn about the 101st Airborne, you learn about <laughs> Operation Market Garden, and everything yeah, yeah, happened no. in World War Two, and everything, and a lot of the people. It's that, not just straight up war. It's that, about the the character. Characters and the humanity around yo, it. By the way, yo, shout out David Schwimmer for being an amazing character. Great, in that too. great, perfect, so good. perfect writing for his uh, at the time he's limited just, acting skills. Just such an asshole yep. in that he's so hateable. But yep. He's so good. Right. You know, uh, one thing you can say about HBO, uh, you know, all their shows are great. You know, they sure. do, they do a great job producing their originals. They do miniseries better than. And I loved Sharper Objects that they just recently did with Amy Dude, Adams was incredible. You know what Dude, I, I wish I could watch, but it's so hard to find from the Earth to the Moon. Oh my never God, heard, I, I never forgot about it. from Earth, Earth to the Moon. You can't, you, you can't find it. You no, can't get it on I haven't DVD. seen what, 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 is, what is it? Someone tell me Picture, about this. Like, so it's it's the, like how I just said Band of Brothers was the the television equivalent of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, right. The television equivalent of Apollo 13, kind of. Yeah, I would it's say. It's a beautiful, beautifully shot, great acting, great writing. I probably haven't seen that since it aired, honestly. I mean, to be honest, I think you could probably do like a top five of like HBO miniseries. Yeah, you probably could. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of them. Um, so what's your number seven, Josh? Uh, so my number seven, there's a little bit of a theme in my list kind of. Uh, <laughs> Is there? Shows that, shows that started out <laughs> great, like phenomenal. 
and trailed off in the last season. Josh is a weak finisher. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Cute>. <laughs> uh, my number seven show is House of Cards. Okay. Uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. That, wasn't, that first... wasn't anyone's fault but Kevin Spacey's. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the first couple of seasons were fucking amazing. Yeah, that's what I never, I never watched, so but I've heard. fucking good. And I love what's-her-name on it. Um, uh, Jenny. Robin Wright? Jenny. Yeah, dude. She's, Jenny. She, you got the, the AIDS. You know, it's... <laughs> well, fat AIDS it's one of those Susan. shows that's, where that's so every dude. character... <laughs> Every actor yeah, is on I, their I, fucking I, game, dude. Yeah, between, enough between Kevin people Spacey, I respect love that. Show. Um, What's that? Frank Underwood's his name, yeah, right? Yeah. Dude, he's, he is such a conniving jerk-off in that dude, show. One of the truly, one of the tr- him and her he's both so vile, are two of the truly vile characters in it's history. It's a real look uh, into politics and these cocksuckers. Yeah. Wait, th- th- there was, there no, was, dude, really. No, like, that's, some that's, of the shit that they do is so yo, dirty his, and underhanded. He's He, he cons his way into the presidency of the United States. Dude, wow. I, I mean, I which think... is not out of the ordinary, I guess, <laughs> yeah, when uh, you really think about yeah, it. There was, like, there, there, was one, <laughs> there was one part in season one where his wife is working with a non-profit. My wife left me. And, thanks. And, uh... <laughs> And literally, she's talking to the head of this nonprofit organization. She works a full day. She does all. She she makes the head person fire half the staff of the nonprofit, and, at, and then fires her. That's awesome. It is one of the most. Yeah, I think I need to give that one a shot because things, everything I've heard it sounds like it's up my alley. Dude, you'll love vile it. You honestly, you, love you'll it. love it. Like, right up until the sixth season, because the sixth season is, is it so m- fucking bad. Dude. Wait, hold is on. It just uh, bad or is it boring? What, what's bad. Name? Mara's in it, right? One of them. Uh, what's her name? The no, Mar- she's in the first season. She's she kind of kick starts uh, yeah. how truly of a, tr- a horrible person Frank Underwood is. Yeah, uh, because so he's just playing himself. He's using yeah. her. Uh, he's using beauty. her to leak information about you know what's going on behind the scenes in the uh, you know within the the, the, the cabinet sure. and uh, you know what the president and his people are up to. Josh, I wish you didn't um, say House of Cards because now I'm bummed that it stopped because it was a fantastic show. Well, maybe really Kevin Spacey should have tried try raping boys. Yeah, and then fuck saying, you. No, I, I, I agree. Talk you, Kevin Spacey. No, I agree because he ruined then, one of my favorite and, movies ever, dude. Uh, listen, no, suspects. it doesn't ruin the movie. I know it doesn't. No, it doesn't ruin the movie, but you know he. It, dude, it's, it's just, it's just scummy shit. It's just scummy, scummy yeah. shit. Well, uh, but I don't well, think no, that we should ever go back and say, I'm never going to watch Usual Suspects again. No, no, no. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one it. of them. I'm not, he just I'm shouldn't just have like, tried to say, he should have just been like, yep, I tried to sexually assault a boy um, and not say I did it because I'm gay. <laughs> you know you know how much yeah. easier it would have been on himself if you just like, if you just truthful with it and then that way you yeah, get the consequences yeah. that way? Um, okay, my number six, uh, what I believe has the greatest finale in the history of television that is six feet under. Uh, one of the greatest dramas ever written. Uh, it's funny. It has heart. It has charm. Um, without being overly intense, a great look into uh, death and uh, grief and moving on. Uh, some amazing characters. The the Will Farrell's uh, no John C. Riley's father from Step Brothers. One of the main characters early on. Great flashbacks, but truly probably the best ending to his series. That those final two seasons aren't great, but the finale is a tearjerker in every way. The landlord watched it for the first time recently, and she like went back and rewatched it. Just a, a sensational show. Uh, one of the best HBO shows ever. Uh, Taylor. All right. Well, I guess if I really had to pick another one, it would probably have you got to six be more to go, boy. The Pacific. Oh, the Pacific. Yeah, I watched some of that, and I liked it. I just never another one. I never followed. Through it's on. it's just it's 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 
it's not the same as Band of Brothers. No, it's obviously no. different. Just a different uh, theater of war for sure. But again, it's just another one of those things where it's the rewatch value is there, and it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and very similar and theme seeing, to and seeing the Japanese side of everything and seeing how everything see went that. On, on that side. I'd like to see it at Hiroshima. I swear to Christ, dude. I just <laughs> Josh, want to fucking uh, talk you're, for two seconds. You're number six. Uh, oh number God. six. So uh, one thing that I think is hard for a, uh, a network television show to do um, is good. Well, yeah, be, no, honestly, <laughs> be good. No, be good, consistently um, good, yeah. so and not heavy-handed. One of uh, one of my favorite things is when a show can have an overarching storyline, but every couple of episodes drop you a standalone and have the standalone be like mm, one fair, of the best sure. episodes of TV that you can okay. find. Um, the X Files. What? Oh, the X Files. Yes, absolutely. That should have been on my honorable mentions. Frankly, um, yeah, X Files. Certain episodes stand so far above. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a season of the X Files that you consider great, and five episodes you could just toss in the fucking trash. Yeah. But um, a game changer in mm-hmm. television as well. And dude, some of the standalone episodes, like Home. Oh, unbelievable! Oh my unbelievable! God, like, and the movie. Yeah. <laughs> The video game on PS1 I had. One of the worst games I've ever played. It's a, you know, um, it's a point and click on PS1. The, uh, the second movie is was much better. Pretty not good. bad. Not bad. Yeah. The reboots have been okay, actually. I haven't mm-hmm. hated them, but they weren't. It's, insane. it's not, you know, it's not, not the same. It's not the same. And even when uh, Robert Patrick came into the show, it was mm-hmm. pretty good still for yeah. replacing Duchovny, who was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. My number five. Recent show. Um, only three seasons. But again, this is one of my favorite finales um, and my favorite show that's come out in the last 10 years. And that's The Leftovers. Um, it's unlike Lost. This is a show that very easily could have gotten gotten lost. No pun there. Um, and just made it up as they went. But it ended after three seasons. Each season is very different from the previous. They're completely different tones, uh, different intros on each one. Um, and the acting from Justin Thoreau to Carrie Coon to uh, Patty, whose name I'm forgetting, who's in Hereditary as well. Um, his father on the show, uh, fantastic. There, there's not a thing or an episode of The Leftovers I would not watch on repeat. The An episode specifically that stands out above the rest is in uh, season two, was it two or three? International Assassin. Um, that was, that that was, was two. three. Two? That was un- fucking believable and the finale I know some people have complained about it because they wanted to know about uh, her, her journey when she went through to where they were yeah. I don't think it was about that it was about the characters and them accepting the terms of the event that happened and just a beautiful ending and a great show that captured me from the first to the last cool now this next show has only had literally two episodes but is captivated me from Every second it's been on, Chernobyl. And, and that's, that's the new that's new HBO I think show. Three Chernobyl. now, three episodes. I think well, I've, only, I've only seen the first two, but man, I listen. Even though we all know what happened, but the point is, I, there are very few shows that have captivated me as much that's as Chernobyl has. It is well written. It is well directed. The cinematography is next level. The acting is great. It's I actually really, higher rated on Rotten Tomatoes and Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, dude. Believe I, it or not, I can't get over how good it is. It's just that's one of those things that. I, like it just it came by at the perfect time it came by at the end of Game of Thrones yeah and that's a good point and that can definitely leave an impression because especially if the ending was somewhat underwhelming for you to have a show like that immediately after be so just capture you so much um, that that's really cool now, and, now again I don't mean to cut you off now I just want to just take this opportunity to let everyone know who's who hated Game of Thrones that, that I'm going to cancel my HBO subscription how many shows have we mentioned that have been on HBO oh my god I, I that shit is so stupid I'm canceling HBO's going how, business I'm saying, now. How, how many shows are on HBO that are great <laughs> dude they mostly said the same, all of them they said the same thing after Sopranos ended The Wire assholes I'm just saying you know what I mean you okay don't die no, dude no it's come um 
All right, Josh. You're, Josh, you're never uh, on the same subtle. on the same note. Um, in those, what is it? Uh, I don't know. Five or six years between The Sopranos and Game of Thrones. What was the marquee Game of Thrones uh, show, uh, HBO show? Uh, go. No, no I'm asking you. Deadwood. No, Deadwood was 2003 to 2006. No, that was, yeah. That's the point. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, you don't. I but mean, you know, uh, there had but, to be something in there. Car- Rome, Rome, but that was only two good, seasons. There were, there were good shows in between sure. The Sopranos Everything, and Game but, of Thrones. I mean, but, okay, I mean, I mean, it's terrible to say, but probably no. Entourage was was earlier than that too. Entourage was like 2008. I That's think it started. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, it's it's true. I mean, they look they look like they have some good and they have good. Barry is so good. No, no they have great. a lot of great shows, but you know, it's it's not. not they're co- not going to jump right from Game of Thrones to the next the Game Mark of Thrones show. Huge uh, HBO marquee show. Well, I the think Mark, it's good yeah. that they're gonna gap them to like Watchmen and mm-hmm. that one with McAvoy that's coming out that looks pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I like. I think that's a good idea because everyone is either gonna have a sour taste in their mouth from the finale of Game of Thrones or they're gonna just gonna compare it right to Game of Thrones. Um. So what's your number five, Josh? Uh, my number five is Deadwood. Deadwood. Okay. That that's uh. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I'm gonna be talking about it again in a minute. So that, uh, why does why does it just spin around? My number four is Deadwood. Okay. Um, I'll, and I'll, listen, I'll just say Deadwood too because I absolutely love dude, Deadwood. Deadwood is uh, watching it again right now before the movie comes Yo, say out. Say what you told me before. How? Hilarious. Oh my God, Al Swearengen, one of the great TV characters of all time. I don't know why I don't mention him more in that regard. Um, but Ian McShane as uh, Al Swearengen is phenomenal. He call, he calls the Native Americans dirt worshippers, <laughs> which is one of the funniest such, such wrong ideas. But all the characters on Deadwood, Timothy Oliphant as Bullock is great. Um, Calamity Jane is awesome. Even in the first season, Wild Bill Hilco- Hillcock is Hickok. awesome, and it's Carradine, Car- uh, one of uh, Kill Bill's brother, Bill's brother, oh, right, right, the right. actor. Uh, I didn't hang himself in a closet wearing uh, pantyhose. Thanks. Um, but no, Deadwood. The setting is great. Uh, the dialogue is sensational uh brad dorif another one playing the doctor in that the voice of chucky phenomenal and uh he's uh great um worm tongue in uh lord of the rings um yeah yeah. he's a phenomenal actor uh deadwood i i can't it's a shame they canceled after only three seasons and i'm i hear i'm hearing great things about the movie so far and hopefully it is a fitting conclusion and i love that they're actually instead of taking off right from where the show ended they're actually they're actually doing a 13 year time jump which is pretty cool that's nice yeah so uh we're in agreement on Deadwood. Yep. Um, so what's your you're saying Deadwood too so we can go right to three? Yeah. Okay. Number three for me Breaking Bad. Uh, very hard for me. Wait, put wait, wait, wait. That was your both of your number four. I yeah. didn't do a four. Oh you didn't do a four? All right. you, uh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Alright so my four is Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, you know we've been talking about it for weeks so no need, no need obvious to, why. to jump into it. Would Game of Thrones have finished higher if the last season was on if par? They did, if they did uh, ten episodes on of quality, season seven and eight, then I pro- it probably be fair. number two. That's fair. That, and honestly, it just gives it, you more time. It would have been higher everything. than nine on mine, probably with that too. But it didn't diminish it so much that I'm like, oh, it sucks. Like so many people do. Um, so again, my number three is Breaking Bad for the obvious reasons. Um, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, unbelievable. Uh, one of the great TV villains of all time, and Giancarlo Esposito playing Gus Fring. Anna Gunn as his, as Skyler, his wife was great. Flynn was a shithead. Um, Hank as his brother-in-law, fantastic. Uh, a true evolution of a character from the first episode to the last. Another one of the all-time great finales in television. Um, even some people hate the trunk gun. I'm like, dude, shut up. If that's the one thing that ruins the show for you, fuck off. Um, but Breaking Bad, sensational. No complaints. Uh, every episode from start to finish, I absolutely love it. Uh, so number three for me is Breaking Bad. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Punisher. Um, oh, okay. I love John Bernthal, and it 
pisses me off that they pulled all those fucking shows. Fuck you, Netflix. Like yeah, seriously, like that's Netflix. the one, that's the one thing Netflix really pissed me off with. Like, and Daredevil's just as good as Punisher. Dude, too. John Bernthal is one of the is Loki one of my favorite actors working today, and he's finally getting recognized after you know it, it was really The Walking Dead that started it for him, and yeah. then he got a small part. Dude, Wolf he of Wall was Street. the best part in the first three. Seasons. Oh, for sure, first two, first two, first he got two. Excuse two. me. Um, but yeah, Dude, no, he's just he the was part, amazing. Just the part when you're there at Herschel's fucking farm, and he opens and up like, the barn. And he's just like, why is it still coming? He's fucking yeah, just unloading on all the fantastic. Oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah. But yeah, dude, the Punisher, just from the first episode when he tosses that dude into the great. fucking cement. Punisher was awesome. awesome. Season two was great and a uh, great finale. To played the... a f- great Frank Castle, man. Josh? Uh, my number three is actually also Breaking Bad. Okay. For the same reasons, pretty yep. much. There's uh-huh. no there's no knock on Breaking Bad. You can't shit on it. I remember one of my favorite things is uh, when we were when we were still working at Best Buy, we were all the big group, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I said, uh, I said yeah. to Taylor one day, I was like, yo... Did you see Breaking Bad last night? They were talking about mounting a TV, and they were talking about why plasma is better because it has deeper blacks, and it was like the same shit that we would fucking <laughs> robot out every yeah. single day. Yeah, every. <laughs> you know, you should really buy day. a plasma if you want to watch movies. You know, it's got. But he has no. But he and... has a TV and no couches, and he's just yeah. sitting on the on. You gotta mount the couches, dude. I watched gotta, Jane die. Yeah, you got you to mount the couches, oh, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, I God. I watched yo. Jane die. When he said that, I was like, oh, and then Hank, Hank's dead, the, too. The That's shit, my favorite episode I, I, dude, of the I show. Will, I will how, say, how terrible Walter was oh, how in the last and season. Other things in Breaking oh, Bad I love is he, he if you... He was so good. There's a chart yeah. online that you can actually see... Uh, the colors he wore representing his change in character because he went from wearing a certain shade and getting darker and darker and darker. And it was the opposite for uh, Skyler. Mm-hmm. Um, so little things like that, I think, are amazing and uh, highlight a show. Um, so we're on number two now. Yes. Uh, number two, this show never finishes any worse than two, maybe three on most top ten shows all time, and that is The Wire. Uh, the ga- before After Oz, of course, but a bigger game changer, um, and no one has any real complaints in The Wire. Introduced one of my three favorite television characters of all time, uh, Omar. Uh, you know, a show that introduces a gay gangster in the middle city that is like a ruthless hitman. Uh, for, it's it's funny. It's brutal. It's intense. If you guys, I know you guys haven't watched The Wire. You should absolutely make some time to watch The Wire. Josh, I'm amazed you haven't watched it with the HBO series Love You Have. Um, but you should make that appointment television because there's one episode in the first season where you'll be hooked instantly where it's him and his partner, the main character and his partner, and they're just investigating a crime scene. And as they're figuring out, they just go, shit, shit. Fuck! Isn't it's 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 phenomenal. It's only five uh, seasons. Isn't a very very young Michael B. Jordan. He's in the uh, first season. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I highly suggest everyone if you have not watched The Wire before you punch yourself in the dick for not having watched The Wire, um, have it ready to go. Okay. All right. You're number two, Taylor. Again, I'm not ranking these, but sure. um, Next one. Next one would be Gotham. Um, oh, okay. I very much enjoy Gotham. Um, I had a hard time leaving Batman the Animated Series off my top ten. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's 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 cool seeing things from the perspective of of uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, and well, I, no, he wasn't a commissioner yet, but it's cool seeing it from that side of things. I mean, it is a little hokey, comic. It's campy. Hokey, it's campy. But there are times when it gets really dark and it gets really like really rooted in some real For Batman sure. lore that it really pulls you in, like. I know a lot of people get pissed when I say I love how much Jerome played the Joker, even though he wasn't the Joker at first. Sure. But 
it's just one of those things where he played the part so well on TV that it just translated and it, it made again it's that same thing it makes you feel something well one of the things I like about Gotham a lot is that it pays homage to not just the Christopher Nolan Batman movies but also the Tim Burton Batmans they did both Jokers the Jack Nicholson and the Heath Ledger Joker on it and then it ended with a completely different take on the Joker yeah. um, and I really appreciate Gotham Shut is a good up. choice I really like Gotham yeah. Josh you're number two uh, I'm going to be quick on number two because you already mentioned it and I, uh, I hit on all the same points as you do and I I have a feeling that number one is going to be unanimous, so yeah. we're probably going to have a little bit of a discussion sure. there. Yeah. Uh, my number two is The Leftovers. Yeah. it's uh, the, the, We already said it, and I think you agreed with everything I said about The Leftovers. Not a thing you could change. Number one, The Sopranos. Um, Absolutely. I'm sure it's on your top ten shows, The Sopranos. Yeah, more than likely, but I would say, I mean, for my fa- undoubtedly, my, my favorite show of all time is Game of Thrones. Okay. Okay. Um, the Sopranos, uh, we've talked about it a ton I, on I the show. I do love The Sopranos. I, we talked about it a ton on the show. The, the it completely changed the way characters were looked at in television. The reason Game of Thrones isn't higher for me, even if it finished stronger, I don't even know if it would have been my top five. I care more about true character development and evolution of a character and the psyche of a character. And then Josh and I specifically can relate to the, the dynamics of an Italian-American family in New Jersey. This was appointment television in our households growing up. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you're home on Sunday, you're watching it. There's certain shades of Tony Soprano minus, you know, the murder that reminded me of my father. Um, and uh, the heart attacks they both had as well, and um, and uh, their sons finding them, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but is you there know, any way the package could survive? <laughs> I mean, Pine Barrens, one of, probably my favorite episode of television ever. Yeah. Um, you but, know, Bobby Bacala dressed up in full fucking camo and, and, and Tony just laughing at him. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, there's nothing I would change about it besides. You're not gonna believe this. <laughs> It killed 16 Czechoslovakians. <laughs> Guy was an interior decorator. Uh, Paulie's one of the one of my th- favorite but people that, ever. That, and that's what's amazing with a character like Paulie. That actor can't play any other role, nope. and at the same time, I don't know if any other actor could play that role. Nope. Yeah. Everyone was cast perfectly, including Stevie Van Zant from the E Street Band, <laughs> like playing Silvio when he's at the the restaurant. Spread from the bread museum. Dude, the the dude, intervention yo, episode. Well, Christopher, I came in the club. You're, you're throwing up. Your head was in the toilet. Your hair was touching the water. Disgusting. Disgusting. I said my piece, Chrissy. It, it's just the little humor and things I've picked up on multiple watches. The Columbus Day episode when Tony and Sylvia are talking. Gary Cooper was gay with Christopher in the back. <laughs> it's it's so subtly funny and emotional at well, times. I would say as far as like introducing newer characters and then writing other characters off, like it it, it does a great job of like of, of making every death feel very Absolutely. big and have and have like even as something as simple as uh, or even like when Vito killed Jackie Jr. Yeah, for or, sure. Or, or, or Jackie Jr. Or, you know, when, um, or when, when Ralph killed the... Uh, well, what? that's how that well they tied in, like, Meadow dating him and things like that, yeah. and how even him helping AJ with playing football, there was a deeper connection other than AJ being... A, or uh, Jackie Jr. being a fucking idiot. Yeah. One of my favorite instances... You know, I talk all the time about how important score is to me and how well... The music flows along Very, with what's happening. They use a soundtrack for certain scenes, but yep. when things are happening... The one uh, one instance that um, is one of the first times I've really noticed how well the music that was playing in the background flowed along with the episode was uh, Mr. Ruggiero's Neighborhood. Yes, absolutely. That's a great point. Another one that I can think of is the episode when he finds out uh, Assemblyman Zellman is banging Irina, mm-hmm. and he when uh, Zellman tells him that when they're in the sauna and the song is playing, and later in the episode he's driving and the same song comes on, and he just Gandolfini breaks down and starts crying and he's like he's challenging my manhood and he goes and whips him with the belt <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it's just little things and there was 
so much care and detail to every character and every storyline. I will fully admit that the final season or so, it gets very hit or miss mm-hmm. um, between some of the acting and some of the writing. But I will go to the grave saying it is a perfect finale yeah. as well. For once you know, like if you can't picture, if you can't figure out what that finale meant, and mm-hmm. that Tony got shot and killed, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. it's all there. Mm-hmm. I it's, mean, you kind of you kind of draw your own conclusions. I understand. It's, it's supposed to be interpretive. At but the, at the time when it was when it happened oh, it was, live, that I understood. Absolutely, like, I was but, mad but, when it first aired. I was like, what the fuck is this? But, it took me another time watching it to figure it out. Before social media was really a thing, I, I I remember it specifically breaking the internet. Oh, you know oh, what dude, I mean? Yeah, it yeah. was on every forum. My AOL, AOL instant AOL. messenger blew up. Dude, it was everywhere, man. I remember that. All right. Oh, you up. know what? Actually, I do have one honorable mention. It's actually sure. going to be Sunday Anarchy. Okay, fair. That's another like, one that a lot of people put on there. Sunday Anarchy is a lot of fun. It just gets shitty towards the end of the end of the series. All right, I got some good stuff right now, guys. There um, you go. Well, you got to make it quick because I got to get out of here. Oh, you! I was about to say something I shouldn't say. Yeah, uh, don't do that. <laughs> um, so where do I want to go? I have a whole bunch of stuff. I know, and I apologize. For no, that. don't. No, I mean we're about two hours. That's fine. I could save a lot of this stuff for next week. Yeah, we'll have. Good time um. With that. Okay, I'm going to read them off and you tell me the story you want to talk go, about. Go, 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 go. Elton John, Terminator trailer, Ashley Mazzaro update, Star Wars spinoffs dead, Siri and Alexa, Alexa are sexist. Uh, oh, wait, <laughs> this one's really funny if you want to do something fun. Yeah, let's do it quick. I need you to play a game with me. I'm down. Um, okay, I need you to pull up with the sound of a fax going out. Okay? I, okay. I need that sound, okay? All right, I know what this is. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call... I'm just very confused. I just want you to write me. I want you to pretend that you're a police officer, Okay. okay? And that I'm calling you to tell you my child's missing and we need an Amber Alert sent out. Okay. I learned today that the way that the Amber Alert system works is via fax. And they lost a child because the cops didn't know how to work the fax system. Okay. Because in 2019, we're still using fax. I use fax. Just like you're not a cop trying to save children. Right. If you don't fuck up, if you fuck up with the fax, it's like, oh. I'll be there in 20 minutes instead. Just like when the Broncos lost out on a trade because their fax system didn't work out. No, Elvis Doomerville didn't get signed. (laughs) That's right, that's right. All right, so go ahead. Uh, Okay, we're going to play. No, not yet. (laughs) Ow! That was a little too loud. For those of you that are are under the age of 20, that's what the internet used to sound like. All right, ready? Your officer, Matchka. Okay. Officer Magica, please, I need your help. What, what, what? Uh, my, <laughs> that's pretty awful. My, my, my son what, is missing. Problem? My son, Jube. What's, uh, what, what, what's the last known location? He was on his bike riding up to Mr. Harris's house. All right, where's Mr. Harris live? I don't know. You don't know? No, I don't. I don't know where he is. He said he's going to Mr. Harris's. I've just heard about Mr. Harris giving him candy and toys. Candy and toys. Candy okay. and toys. Do you know anyone else that would know where Mr. Harris is? No. No, at all. He just moved in the neighborhood a month ago. You're really not helping me here. I need to find my child. Okay, I'm trying to do the best I can. I need more information. I need an Amber Alert sent out. Okay, absolutely. I need I, you just, my, I need... His name is Jube. Jube. He's... Jube. What's the last name? Hernandez. Jube Hernandez. Yes. Oh, that's that's, he, that's terrible he's, name. He's 4'2". He's 4'2". He has bleach blonde hair. Bleach blonde hair. And he has burns on his face and neck, chest, and ass. From what? A fire. A fire? Yes. What What kind of fire? Grease. Grease fire? Grease fire. What, what were you cooking? Shrimp. Shrimp? Deep fried. On the bar. Popcorn. Just popcorn shrimp. Popcorn shrimp. Where's my son, Jube? Okay. Well, listen. I need. To, I need. To, I Can got you please send out the Amber Alert? I will be more than happy to send out the Amber Alert. So, and we'll get your son back. Okay. How do you send out the Amber Alert? Uh, we have to. Ta- is it a ta- an email? Is I, it a, actually, a phone call? Actually, I, I need your fax number. Is what I need. I need your fax uh, number. I don't have a fax. So I, they, mean, I thought I heard that most children, if they're not found within 24 hours, they go missing and they're dead. I mean, they're th- dead. Don't, don't listen to the first 48 on A and E. That's a terrible show. But so, you should also you just give me. Do you have a friend that has a fax number? No, but do you even know how to work a fax machine? Yes, I do. But what if you don't? Oh, so if I don't, then I'm screwed. 
Yes, and find Jube. I would love to find Jube. Okay, if please I knew, send, if out, I, if I please send work, out the Amber Alert. If I knew how to work the please send machine, out the Amber Alert. I, I would love to. Please if send I knew out the work, Amber Alert. I'm sending it out right now. Uh, sir, please. <laughs> okay, the f why did it stop going? I, I, to be honest with you, it's, this is such old technology, I can't believe we haven't updated it. So what are you going to do now? Are you going to just try the fax again? No, I'm going to look up where this Mr. Harris lives. We don't know his first name. We don't know his first name. We don't know his occupation. At all. Yes. Please right, send so, out so, the Amber so, Alert. So, try so, the Amber so, Alert do, again. Do me a favor. Try, try the fax again. Try the fax again. again. Send it again. Send, all right. Send the fax. Okay, it looks like it's going through. Okay, so what? Uh, uh, why oh can't you God. fax this? I don't know. It's got to be somewhere. Are you going to go out and look for him? Or do you Absol absolutely. I'm going to try to go out and look for but him. But the right Amber now. Alert has to go out first. Try again. Well, I don't have to put out an Amber Alert to go. All right. I'm we need an Amber Alert to find children. I'm over this. <laughs> you totally fucked up my gimmick. What gimmick is that? You being a jerk off? The whole idea that in 2019, I, I, I the system for finding children is based on a fax machine. I understand. I don't understand. I'll save these stories no, next week. No, I, I will say that it, it is very dated. The fact that Dude. it hasn't been updated is a little silly like, to me. <laughs> they, they literally... I know most missing person cases is like 48 hours yeah. with children. I, I like the, the silver alert when old people go missing. Because that usually means someone with Alzheimer's took the keys and you'll decided seen, to go for a joyride. You'll have seen them on the parkway. You'll like, <laughs> yeah, see this car with this license They're just plate. in a nighty with their saggy titty hanging out. Oh, my God. And they're, dude, okay, Taylor, go like this with your arm. Just bend it forward and rub the tip of your elbow. No, like, no, no, I'm, I'm serious. Just, just do it. Josh, you do it, too. Okay. Just feel it. You know how it's, like, grainy and, like, scaly almost? Sure. That's what your grandmother's nipple feels like. <laughs> That's my disgusting. My grandmother's dead. Yeah, well, probably even more so now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, His wife is dead. Oh um, okay, let's get right, to the. Steven fucking let, let's get to the uh, the last word. Who wants last to go first? It's, it happens every time. Everyone's like, "Oh, not I'm going to say Taylor goes first since he has to leave first. Okay, cool. So my last word is. I'm still with firing Mickey Callaway. I don't care what good he does. Yeah, he fucked up. His, he, he got even, bailed out by Carlos Gomez so badly It's one today. of those things where he just looks so inept. He he's too nice. He's too nice. I think he's a great guy. I would love for him to be, be successful. I even said this to you. I, I definitely think him, he had a major part to play in how great the Grom was last sure. year. And I think the that's pitching not coach, Dave Island may have him. as well. Well, I mean, also, I mean, look what he did in Cleveland with but, the pitching. But then you look at, like, he's supposed, but, to be, he's supposed to be a pitching coach, right? Yes. If he's just a pitching coach, I have no issue. Yeah, sure. Now, my, actually, my question to you is, with all the names that are thrown out there lately, it, it, on the off chance that, that he gets fired, which I don't see happening because it's not going no, to. He's not making it to July. He's not making it through July also. But if Mickey gets fired, who would you like to Joe see? Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi. No questions. Okay, so... Resume, I, I, uh, knows New York, I, out of the, great with the bullpen specifically. Out of three managers, I've heard name, the names tossed around, which were Joe Girardi, Buck Showalter, Ozzie Guillen. Oh, uh, no, I heard Dusty Baker over Ozzie Guillen. Well, I, I don't I, think I Ozzie just, Guillen's ever managing again. I just happen to hear that one. You know, Dusty <coughs> I, Baker could three be another one. Three I've heard one. are Girardi, Showalter, and Dusty Baker. The one I would want would be Buck Showalter. No, no. <coughs> I love Buck. He can't manage in today's baseball. He wants full control of the system, which the is Will Is he more Pons, of an old school guy? Is that is why? Fully is old that school. why the Orioles were so bad? Uh, well, they were they, they made the playoffs a bunch with him. It was just no, at no, the no, end. I'm saying towards the end when he yeah, had like absolutely. 110 win, he, 110 he would team. not be able to deal with the Wilpons involvement in yeah. baseball decisions. And this is my thing with Mickey. He's supposed to be a pitching coach, and he couldn't figure out that Gazelman didn't have it today. He's got no feel for a game and no feel for what his pitchers are doing. Um, now, my my last word is going to be about how this week is 
exactly why being a Mets fan is so painful. This week, just in, this, from the weekend to now, encompassed it so well. So they, they were bouncing back last week, and they go into a series with the Marlins, who had 10 wins coming into that series. Um, the Mets were 5-0 and against them this season, just won two the week, a uh, few days prior in New York against them, and they get swept. They get shut out in two of them. They got two hits or less in two of those games, and now they're five games under five hundred. Robinson Cano doesn't run out grounders in two days. That would have been double plays. Because he he misread the fucking He scoreboard. misread the ball. And Mickey Calloway said... He I misread the I, scoreboard. Uh, I, which I wasn't true at all. He said they said two outs. It wasn't true. It was proven it wasn't true. Okay. He's just full of shit. Um, and it's one thing if Robinson Cano's hitting 290 with 15 home runs and that happens, then you deal with it. But he's hitting 250 with three home runs and 12 RBIs. And Mickey Calloway should have pulled Robinson Cano right then and then benched him. I'm going to actually talk very fast right now. Didn't. He said I wasn't going to do that to him. And then all of a sudden on Monday, they bench him and they say it's uh, not because of that, or they say it's partially because of that. Horseshit. Total horseshit. Robinson Cano hits a double on a pinch hit, and he had his fastest home to second uh, sprint speed since like 2015. Right. Okay? Robinson Cano is now hustling out everything. What happens to Robinson Cano when he hustled out this week? Got a tight quad on the IL now. What happened to Jeff McNeil? Got a tight hamstring on the IL now. What happened to Yohan Cespedes? Fell in a hole in his ranch. Broke his ankle in multiple places. It is the epitome of a Mets season. And still it no is, Jed Lowry. It's just, yeah, Who? where did he go? Seriously. Like, see, like out of nowhere. God, I remember, dude, you were so big on yeah. that. Yeah, signing. he's a good player, and, he is, and, he, yeah. and when, if he comes back in July, it's like you just made a trade. Sure, it's great. Com- prop, uh, J.D. Davis has been the bright light in the season that no one was expecting. Keon Broxton's douchebag ass went to fucking Baltimore. I, I think they just DFA'd Peterson today too. Yeah, well that that's fine. That, I'm no, not worried no, I'm about just that. Saying, like that's um, and they just traded for a guy that got designated whose name I'm not remembering, but he hit 17 home runs or 19 home runs for the Phillies like two years ago. I'm mm. um, an outfielder, but th- this week is just the perfect nutshell into the dynamic of being a Mets fan because of the will that don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to stay at a baseball affairs, even though they're not baseball people. Uh, Brody Van Wagenen is up there saying things for the Wilpons, and they're keeping Mickey Callaway solely so they have a fall guy for when the team falters, which it will continue to falter. Although, while I'm recording this, they just swept the Nationals at home. First time they've ever swept that franchise dating back to their Nationals since 1972 right. in a four-game set. Um, but when they were the Expos, no? this week, yeah, this week was just the perfect embodiment of what it's like being a Mets fan. And to all the people, the Yankees fans that I know don't really watch baseball that were talking about, oh, Cespit is hurt. Oh, sucks for the Mets. Didn't even realize he hasn't played since May of last year. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty funny how that works, because I know they don't watch unless it's, it's just their team. Oh, it's out of here. By the way, Susan Waldman had a hilarious call this week with a home run. When they had the big comeback against the Orioles, <laughs> Yo, Sterling was next level. Yo, today. So we had the Holy big, he had shit. the big call, Sterling, and then uh, Susan Wallman goes, "John, the players are on top of the rail and banging each other." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Waldman, Dude, you twat. She's crazy. She sucks, Josh. Uh, I'm gonna piggyback off of you a little bit. Um, so uh, at least your injuries are actually. Affecting your team. Yeah. Um, yeah. What the fuck? So dude? let me just say this. Um, it's like the Warriors are better hey, without uh, Durant. So Aaron, what uh, what's what's going on with Giancarlo? Oh, uh, well, you know, he's uh, he's having some uh, some gotta knee do issues. Got to do the, the Boone voice. Uh, well, you know, well, you know, he's got he's uh, he's got some. No, you got to hold uh, your nose and do it, Josh. Yeah. Well, you know, well, you know, you know he's Carlo. got some uh, leg <laughs> issues going on. Yeah, he'll be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> hey, uh, Aaron. Uh, Giancarlo's still not got back. What's going on? Well, you know, he's having some shoulder issues right now. You know, we expect him to be back in a couple of weeks. It is hard. It is fine. Hey, uh, Aaron, what's going on? Else. What's going on with Giancarlo? Uh, well, you know, he's getting ready to get back. He's going to do some rehab assignments, and he'll be back up in the lineup in the next couple of days. Hey, uh, uh, what happened to uh, Giancarlo's uh, rehab assignments? 
Uh, well, you know, he's having some uh, elbow injury. No, calf tightness. Oh, sorry. It's calf. Well, you know, he's having some calf tightness f- right now. Like, so, you know, we're going to shut him down for a couple of days. All right, dude. Let's just be fucking straight dude, with us. A- Tell us what the fuck is going well, on with the I, guy. It is, a, it is a new injury. Now, I have a serious question for you. Is it is it fair to say at this point there's some worries that Aaron Judge may be injury prone? Two straight years with weird injuries. I would think um, so. I, I, the only reason I ask is because there's never been a player built like him, right? Yeah. The way he's built. That means there's all these mo- more muscles to get pulled. Mm-hmm. And Beltron, Carlos Beltron, who works, works with... No, but no, it's a different kind of build. It's a, you, you're talking oh, about... Oh, that's what you're saying. It's like, I thought you said like he's, Syndergaard, he's an anomaly no, when, who has when, more when fucking muscles. When Syndergaard came back two years ago and he was all jacked up... And he then fucked up his back he, so cause bad. Because it was a new muscle group that yeah. he never had before. And I'm wondering... Because now it's two straight years where he's had just these nagging injuries. And when he plays, he's great. I'm not denying that. Yeah, I love he's a great Judge. defender too. But a lot I'm, of I'm worrying at that. this point because when it starts becoming obliques, it, that's usually a thing that keeps happening. Yeah. It usually don't get one oblique and then that's it. Look at Aaron Hicks, for example. Not that Aaron Hicks is on the level of Aaron Judge whatsoever. But I think there, 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 there's a level of concern right now for me. And Beltron said the grade of oblique strain he has, he's going to be dealing with it all year. Yeah. And Beltron would know. If hey, you know, uh, the way I look at it, though... We know if, Stan if has some weird injuries. If it's uh, if Judge's injury is that bad, if it's that high of a grade of a strain, just shut him down. Yeah, yeah I'm with I, you on that. I know, like, I would... I, Yankees fans will fucking kill me for saying no, that. Don't, listen, but, no, it's true. You know, shut the guy idiots, down. You're dude. playing great. You're not paying him out the ass right now. He yeah. doesn't need to rush back. You, know, it, it, you don't need to rush him back. And, dude, you're, you got you have 30 wins D- without and, a lot and, of your... You got Didi Gregorius back at the end of the yeah, season. No, yeah. you're getting Didi back in July. Yeah. And Between getting his first back, game. Um, you know, Clint Frazier... He's getting traded. You think so? They're going to trade for Madison Bumgarner. No, they're gonna no, they're gonna trade for Max Scherzer. No, no, they, they would have to give up a lot more than Clint Frazier for Max Scherzer. A lot more. You know, um, I don't much? think they're gonna go for. It's gonna be Matt because they they want to prove also, it postseason. Like, speaking of that, I didn't realize Madison Bumgarner is only twenty nine. He's only twenty nine. I yeah. didn't even know that. I feel like he's been I, around I for think, fifteen years. If they're gonna trade for a pitcher, Clint Frazier is gonna be the focal piece of the, yeah. any trade. He's gonna, I'm, I'm where, torn, where's he you know, playing? Yeah, I'm and torn on that. You know, the, here's keeping, my question: keeping Clint around is solely of uh, if Judge can't play again this season piece for me. Would you rather a pitcher that helps you win a World Series now or a guy that's going to be fun during the regular season? Because you're going to need pitcher. a clutch pit- pitcher. Then you got to trade Clint Frazier. Yeah. Maybe Ursula as well. You're going to have to trade a couple guys. Alright guys, that was episode 54. You watch, I listen. Again, thank you to the Reverend, Reverend Horton Heat for calling in. A really fun interview. Go th- check them out. Thank you again to Shots for Likes. Thank you again to Lobo Sound. And of course, go bet with BetDSI using promo code YWIL. The greatest. Up. The best sports betting. And we will see you yes! fucking... Holes next week. I'm turning this off. Stop! <laughs> <laughs>